Cult Collectibles is the number one site for historical items from the People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, Om Shinrikyo, and many other cults that you never even knew existed. Hundreds of hours of work have gone into curating our collection of unique and one-of-a-kind items from the dark history of these groups. We also have a large selection of true crime memorabilia from such notorious cases as Edmund Kemper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, and many more. We add new items to the site every week and post sales and auctions on our Instagram at Cult Collectibles. So visit us on the web at cultcollectibles.org today. Hi everybody, this is Steven from Box Creep Films. And make sure to watch Sick on Cinema because it is the best podcast around. And welcome to Sick on Cinema. I am one half of your, I don't have any jokes for this week, podcasters, John. Oh my God. <laughs> You're that bad. Oh, good Lord. And we are back here once again for what could be one of the bleakest, darkest, most depressing episodes of Sick on Cinema in a very long time. <laughs> yeah. And it's all thanks to your homeboy over here, Matt. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> it's also early as uh, Wikipedia for us. Uh, early as Wikipedia is not even early working hours for the, most people. I said for us. <laughs> for us, in that it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and we want to apologize for the delay on this episode because oh we were God. dumb and forgot it was WrestleMania weekend and had a lot of plans. <laughs> yeah, we had to watch 500 fucking shows. It was fun, though. Yeah, it was. But, like, yeah, we kind of forgot about that. So it was like, oh, shit, when the hell are we going to record? We literally have something planned all weekend long. And then back to back, me and John both had horrible headaches. Yeah, probably from, you know, watching a lot of wrestling and having a lack of sleep. And just probably staring at social media. Yeah. Because it's been a hell of a week in general. Yeah. But... Um, there's no need to get into it. all that shit, I don't think. We don't have to sound the alarm just yet. There's <laughs> <laughs> some alarm on me already, Jesus. But, you know, we're going to make it up for y'all by having, you know, some episodes back to back to back. Yeah. So, you know, just prepare yourself. <laughs> well, we're going to try anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have a plan to get our uh, show on a more regular recording schedule. Yeah, we're actually planning a schedule out. Would you fucking listen to that? Yeah, I know. So hopefully we can get on that and everything's going to be smooth sailing for a while. Hopefully. Hopefully. But Pr- uh, Prayers. <laughs> prayers. <laughs> but we're also the most inconsistently consistent po- called podcast. 
We're the most consistently inconsistent podcast. Yeah, I said that backwards. You did. <laughs> damn, Daniel. Most inconsistently consistent. That no, that is. That don't even make sense, does it? No. Inconsistently consistent. No, not really. No. <laughs> but alas, I take a swig of water and you take a smoke, and we're both gonna be quiet at the same time. That's unfortunate. That's very unfortunate. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> John's actually putting something good into his body while I am not. Inhaling nicotine. Yeah. Because I, I literally just woke up. Like, this is not even... I, I, me too. I woke up because your cat. Yep. She, she's very... She's talking about consistent. Yeah. That cat's got a schedule. Yes, she does. 8.30, she jumps on my back and screams in my face for food. <laughs> 10.30, she jumps on my back and screams in my face for treats. Now, the reason why she goes to John is because John is easy easy to wake up in comparison to me. <laughs> That's for big true. And uh, if she tried to do this to me every day, she'd be very, very upset <laughs> by the fact that I did not get up. She'd starve the, to death. She wouldn't starve to death. She'd get food. <laughs> <laughs> she would get food, damn it. <laughs> but uh, we have a fair amount of listener questions to get to, so we probably should dive on in. Yeah, probably. So questions, comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com. Or you can wait to the week of the episode. We are going to be a bi-weekly podcast again soon. <laughs> <laughs> Not a monthly podcast. <laughs> and uh, we'll post a lovely little image with some dancing skeletons that says we are taking questions. And you can ask in the comment section below. Yes. Or you can DM us. Yeah, that's fair too. Yeah. <laughs> There's several ways to get all of us. Um, also, I just want to mention too, like hopefully I don't sound too bad, but I've been dealing with... Fucking horrible allergies. <laughs> yeah, this man has produced buckets of snot. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully you weren't eating while listening to this. At that <laughs> but yeah, like there was a moment during WrestleMania weekend, which happened again, by the way, where I I did blow my nose and I had water literally shoot out of my eye. <laughs> That's awesome. I have never had happen before, but somehow. Within the last couple of days, it's happened twice. You juiced yourself. I literally juiced myself. <laughs> That's and awesome. Both times it scared the hell out of me. So let's get into these questions. All right. First up, we have Bay Area Horror Fan. Oh, that's, this is a new name, it seems like. Hi there. Here's a few questions I've had. And forgive me if you've answered these before. No worries. No worries. Number one, what do y'all do for your day jobs? <laughs> <laughs> we suffer. <laughs> now, what I'm going to go ahead and a say. A on the cross for retail. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I am a martyr for consumerism. <coughs> John John is a martyr for capitalism. It's Manifest. True. It is true. I get also am to an extent. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Um essentially John works at a store. Yeah. I work retail. And I clean. You're a custodian. Yeah. And I and we both fucking hate our jobs. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're horrible. I wish I was dead every time I go. Yeah, so thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> We're just the best with you. Yeah, of course. How did y'all meet? Well, uh, he's my uncle. Yeah, funny enough, I was there when he was born. <laughs> yeah. He was there when I was born, and 
could not give a single fuck when it happened as he had a bunch of Pokemon cards that he was going through instead. No, 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 no. That's not what happened. I went to the Blockbuster to print out my Pokemon Snap stickers. Yeah. Yeah. While I was being born. Yeah. While you were trying to hang yourself in the womb. That, that is 100% true, by the way. I did That did happen. <laughs> um, which probably explains a lot about me. But. Yeah, it probably does. And number three. Yes. Up until this point, what are the scenes that are so disturbing they live rent-free in your mind? You guys have seen the disturbing iceberg and beyond, so curious what has been your definitive too much or overboard in context of your own extreme tolerance and limited to just scenes, be it gore or tone-wise. Thanks, and keep up the good work. Um... Thank you, Bay Horror Horror fan, by the way. Yes, thank you. Um, scenes that live rent for uh, rent free. Now, I would say these scenes that we're probably about to bring up don't necessarily live rent free. They keep our brains hostage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ending of Martyrs for me. Yeah, that's a good one. Because, like, I'm not going to get into it just in case people haven't seen it. Which, if you haven't seen it, get get on that, please. Because it's a fucking amazing movie. Um, but yeah, the the ending of Martyrs will forever haunt me. Mm. Um, I was thinking about uh, the when the bomb goes off in Threads. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a yeah, it's a very big one. I, I that scene's fucked. Um, of course, there's a, there's even a scene from this week. Oh, well, there's a couple. Yeah. That almost seems unfair, though. Yeah, because we... I say we, but... I don't remember how this episode even got planned out. Oh, I do. It was you. <laughs> Did, was I was just the one who was just like, yeah, here's three movies? I think so. Man. Damn. Man. Uh, I'll throw one out there, and it's a movie that I think is criminally underrated uh, in the disturbing community, and that's the ending of Combat Shock. Yeah, uh, that one's really bad. Um, There's also a line in Combat Shock where he's like, God help me, I'm a hero. Oh. That, I think is really good. That's a great line, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to throw out one that we watched literally last night. Mm. And again, it's going it's, it's, it's to be really hard to talk about without giving away spoilers. But the ending of Daughter of Darkness. Yeah, that's a really good one. Holy shit. Which we did watch it on a <laughs> horrible <laughs> one, one of the editions of all time. <laughs> but man, that movie is incredible. Of course, um the bathtub scene in um August Underground Mortem. Oh yeah. Is one that once you see it just doesn't ever alleviate your brain. No. It it'll haunt you forever. <laughs> the home invasion scene in part three. Mm-hmm. Of course, the introduction to the entire series. Oh, uh, the basement. When they walk down the basement the first time. Um, I'd also say that um, the when they go down the basement for the first time and the girl next door. Oh, yeah, that's really bad. That too. was so bad it gave me indigestion. Yeah, you, you about killed me with that one. <laughs> Um, you know, even though I know a lot of people kind of, you know, talk bad about uh, Last House on the Left because of the tonal shifts in it and stuff like that, which is funny because a lot of people praise Cat 3 films and then shit on Last House on the Left for doing the exact same thing. 
Which I, f- I feel like in now it might not even bother me as much because of like Cat Three just does that shit on a reg. But I, I but like every once in a while I do think about the uh, now you're all alone. Oh yeah, scene in it. Yeah, that's yeah, it's fucked. <laughs> it is really fucked. And these are not necessarily the most disturbing scenes of all time. These are just the ones that stuck with me. Yeah, I and mean, we have seen stuff that's like you know far more disturbing than those movies, but a lot of times they're just not great. Yeah, so they don't really stick with you. The pregnant woman shooting up in black metal veins is really bad. That is really bad. Wasn't that fake, though? Huh? Wasn't that fake, though? See, at the time, I did not know that. Sure, sure, sure. So, I was like, yeah, I don't think it's worse than that. (laughs) Yeah, as far as real shit goes, that's pretty bad, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. So, uh, there's there's some soul-crushing moments. Yeah, there's plenty more. I mean, we have an entire podcast dedicated. That's true. And there's a lot of podcasts out there who uh, do as well. We should give them a listen as well. So. Uh, last one I'll throw out there is uh, All Night Long 2. The, uh, the the bed scene. Yeah. That one's really bad. I'm trying to throw out ones too that we don't don't get talked about a ton. Yeah. You know. Well, I just also throw out some of the more notable ones yeah. too. Because, of course, there's Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, yeah. The Girl on the Stick. The girl, the girl on the stick, um, the burning down of the village, <laughs> the circle in Solo. Oh, yeah, certain. Yeah, Solo is so fucked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The the complete massacre in an untold story. Yeah, that's rough. Man. Damn. Thanks to John over here. I've. Falling down the Hong Kong rabbit hole. It's amazing, ain't it? And dude, dude, so good. Oh my god! Like so far, there hasn't been a single movie that I've watched, which I'm sure that I'll eventually come across some. That's that's fucking missed. There's not a single one that I've been like, that's fucking shit. At best, it's just like, oh, that was decent. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was like, oh, it's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that's like a three out of five. Yeah, it's about twelve out of five. Hong Kong movies just kind of just slap. They do slap. But uh, thank you, Bay or Area, Bay Area Horror Fam. Yes, thank you very much. I know Bay Area for its wrestling scene as well as its thrash metal scene. Yeah, uh, Bay Area death metal as well. So hell yeah. Yep. (laughs) Next up is Steven Grischuk. Yes. The homie. Which, if you haven't already, go listen to our interview with the man. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and uh, the man has a ton of insight on DIY filmmaking. Yes. So, not only is he was he fucking hilarious to talk to, because he just had so many so many stories to tell, and a lot of. Um, just a lot of insights on filmmaking in general. So I think it's a must listen to for for us. Yep, yep, agreed. Uh, Stephen asks, "Hey dudes, can't thank you enough for having me on the show. It was a blast meeting you both, and I had a great time." Same, same, same. Well, absolutely, man. If your house was on fire and you only had a few minutes to get everything out before it burned down, what do you grab and what movies come with you? Thanks again, Butter Boys. Take care. Your pal, Steven. And by the way, I believe Steven's still having a sale yeah. on Box Creek Films, so uh, go pick those up because you will not be disappointed. They're absolutely fantastic. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's good to say he did a run at WrestleMania this year. That too. is true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As he threw the rubber chicken. <laughs> I can't lie. It was a little disrespectful to, to, Cody r- to rubber chicken Cody Rhodes at his lowest moment. But, you know. <laughs> oh, man. That's horrible, ain't it? It was still pretty good. <laughs> Hell, the rubber chicken. When it, when it comes to if, if the house caught on fire, which if I don't clean this corner out, it's going to happen. Because <laughs> there's just shit everywhere. Um... First off, I'm getting our our cat and dog. Yep, and a bird. And the bird, yes. She's a bitch, but still get her out of here. <laughs> yeah, she's an asshole, but <laughs> she don't she don't she don't deserve to die to fire. Of no, course, no, 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 no. God, she makes me so mad though. I would be like, yeah, yeah, grab your ass, you fucking bitch. <laughs> um, I'm getting my traces of death out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as hell. <laughs> Even though the the movies themselves are quite shit. <laughs> um, what else am I grabbing? I've got a couple of books I would like to grab because mm. they're rare shit. But right, I don't know. Like I hate to just grab all the rare shit. <laughs> My thread slip cover. That's what you need after your house catches on fire. Threads. <laughs> and maybe it should burn. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for talking about the bird that way. I feel like, it, I feel like that was uh, a bit harsh on the bird. Well, you said she didn't deserve to die in a fire. It's true. But she's an asshole. She's an asshole. Like, as you were saving her, she would try to bite your fingers. Yes, yeah, she would. <laughs> I mean, we would have to take the cage with us. Yeah, and we'd yeah, probably yeah. burn up in the fire trying to save her ass. <laughs> she can't get her out. I was trying to sit here thinking of what I would grab. I don't know. I was like, is there anything not movie related that I would grab out of my room? I can't really think of anything. Hmm. Like it would suck to lose my stuff, but like I was like, is there anything that I'm like, I got man that sucks. It's gone forever. Look, as broke as I am 90% of the time, I'm, I would try to get this PC out of here. That's true. <laughs> That's a big true. Because, like, oh my God. If it wasn't for the fucking stimulus, this fucking thing wouldn't be in here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Getting it out of here would be, it would probably kill me. <laughs> <laughs> just matches on fire. Like, ah! <laughs> it's like that scene in uh, what is it, Volcano? I can't remember if it's Volcano or Dante's Peak, because like the like the late nineties, early two thousands had that string of like natural disaster movies. Yeah, like Twister and shit. Yeah, but this one has the guy who jumps off the train holding the girl <laughs> into the lava, and he's like, ah! and like <laughs> he's like screaming all the way up to like it's on his neck. Like he's like melting. Uh, no. <laughs> I think it's uh, I think that's Volcano I think that's the one with Tommy Lee Jones Tommy Lee Jones Yeah I, I've I've seen a shoot Real video Of someone dying in lava It don't work that way <laughs> No it's basically just like Boof Yeah it's, it's like a bomb goes off And they're gone You know with the chick that slips on the rock Dude it's horrible That video was horrible I saw someone like put like the Mario Kart music to it <gasps> And I was like that's horrible But I did giggle I did giggle and I threw him up at the same time. I giggled and threw yeah. him up. Absolute rest, rest, rest in peace. I guess, like you know, as far as movies goes, I grab like my possession box. Yeah. Um, I may just grab like a stack 
Yeah. Just like, whatever I can carry my hands on one go and just run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like that'd probably be about it. I don't know. I don't have a lot of like sentimental items necessarily. Man, that's fucking, that's kind of crazy to me with all the shit you have. Mm. Like, like John's collection is a fucking killer's row of stuff. And like his stuff when it comes to like grails and stuff is borderline complete. It's getting there. <laughs> yeah, but that's all just like physical stuff. Like as long as like our cat and dog were good and the family. Oh good. yeah. Whatever. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, as long but that that's the big thing, is like as long as the the pets in our family are good, then that's what matters actually. But like everything else would blow. Like it would suck. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that like, oh I'd throw my collection out today or anything like that. Yeah, I just don't. I, I just like my collection because I like movies. It's not necessarily a sentimental thing. Yeah, like if I had pieces, you know, like I, I do have a necklace that a friend who passed away gave me. I'm not trying to say that. Oh yeah, you know, other than that, I can't really think of anything. <laughs> um, there's some stuff that my dad had mm-hmm. that I might try to grab, but yeah, this that just reminds me. I need to clean this corner out so that it doesn't happen. Yeah, so uh, thank, thank you, thank you, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yes, once again, like Matt said, go check out our interview with Stephen. It was fantastic. Stephen is the man. Yes. He is a wonderful indie filmmaker who you need to go buy shit right now and watch it because it's really good. Yes. And Box Creep Films. He is threatening to set himself on fire for a movie, which does terrify the shit out of me. It does not It so, does concern me, yes. <laughs> so I don't well, want him to cane it. Yeah, you, I'll set myself on fire. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh-oh, alarm, baby. Why you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Sorry. Um, yeah, go check out Steven. Yeah. Follow him in all of his future endeavors. Yes. Next up is Hal Monastone. What's up, Hal? What's up, Hal? <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> Chocolate Starfish! <laughs> Hi, I hope it all is goody goodson. It's, it's, it's fine. It's doing, It's better than it has been, I think. Yeah, right. Which director do you think could do a good job with adapting Junji Ito stories? I'm thinking maybe David Cronenberg, mm. the master of body horror. Plus, he can be pretty weird. By the way, did you see Cocaine Bear? And if you did, thoughts? I fucking hated it. Oh, <laughs> really bad humor, lame gore, too much of characters talking about nothing, and too little crazy bear. The album recommendation this time is a new album by Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia yes. called Scaring the Hose. Dude. Fully yes. produced by JPEG. Extremely experimental production and wild ass lyrics. Hope you have a great Easter. Little have a great Easter. And other sad news, 50 Cent and Gigi Allen ganged up on Scooby-Doo and gave his rectum a cum overdose. What? Well, well, hang on a minute. I feel like at one point Hal's like last things were just kind of fun and whimsical. <laughs> yeah. And the last couple have been kind of dark. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know why Scooby Doo's getting railed or yeah. whatever. But I have not seen Cocaine Bear. <laughs> no. I wanted to see it, but I, you know, getting to the theater is not easy. No, not with not with our fucking schedules. Yeah. We can barely <laughs> sit down and record a fucking podcast. That's a big trigger. <laughs> um, because like li- literally like it's such a pain in the fucking ass like I'm, I'm, I'm complaining about this for a second every single goddamn day that John is off work I'm at work yeah <laughs> and the the opposite pretty much yeah 
We're like lovers in the night. We just keep passing by. Yeah. <laughs> and it, oh god, it's frustrating. But yeah, I have not seen Cocaine Bear. Um, I I do want to because it just looked wild. But and I've heard mixed things. Yeah. Yeah. Which I feel like is to be expected with the movie of that nature. I'd say. Um. Yeah. Who could do a good Junji Ito movie? A good Junji Ito movie. Um, at this point, Brian fucking Pollen. <laughs> That's kind of true, yeah. <laughs> Brian Pollen's like, yeah, I'll find a way to put fucking human-shaped holes in the dirt. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, he did it. The the first the first person my brain went to was uh, Shinya Suskimoto. Ooh, yeah. Um. Just his wild imagery and craziness. Yes. Couldn't match that same energy of a Junji Ito story. Shinya Tuskimoto is like, of course, like everyone knows Tetsu the Iron Man and stuff like that. But, you know, he almost feels underrated as a yeah. director. Yeah. You know, I was actually listening to a, a great podcast you should go listen to. Yes. Show me something wrong. Yes. Fantastic podcast. Um,. It's like I don't I don't listen to a ton of film podcasts, not because of any reason in particular. Matt's a film snob. No, not no, not at all. <laughs> um, but it's, it's mostly because I, I just hard for me to keep up with all that shit. But show me something wrong has become one of my absolute favorite podcasts. So I essentially go back and forth between them and Mr. Parker and, of course, the boys whenever they return. The boys. Which you should definitely listen to them talk about hentai. Open casket, that is. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, show me something wrong. Talked about the Tetsuyo curse. Yeah. And how, like, anything anyone ever did after that movie that was involved with it is just compared to Tetsuyo and overshadowed by Tetsuyo and it's like it is really true because like you know you look at like Tokyo Fist or Gemini or um even Bullet Ballet like Shinji Tsukimoto's got like a lot of really good movies he does and like none of them are talked about in comparison it's it's wild (laughs) (laughs) but uh, also Shouzen Fuki could do a cool Junjito story I feel like Oh, yeah, it shows in Fuki. Or I'm not sure exactly how you say his last name. Yeah. And I also about Robert Eggers. Robert Eggers, that's interesting. Just, like, if you look at, like, um, The Lighthouse. Yeah. Like, that already has, like, some Junji Ito, like, cosmic horror feel to it. And, like, has that, like, deep black and gray darkness yeah. that I think he captured really well. He could capture really well. Um, there's even, like, moments in The Northman mm-hmm. that have a very, very odd, surreal feel to them. Like the scenes that have uh, Bjork in them. Bjork! Which I popped so fucking hard in the theater when we saw <laughs> Bjork, which I was like, what the fuck? You were like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to kill you. Whoa, God. (laughs) Damn Bjork stalker. (laughs) Rest in piss. Um, (laughs) Is that a hot take? (laughs) Richard Lopez or whatever his name was. Ricardo Lopez. That was close. You were very close. I can't believe I got that close. I thought I was going to say something completely wrong. Um, Album recommendations, too, though. Mm. I haven't listened to much, so go ahead. Uh... 
the new Liturgy album, which I would say the name of, but it's like a bunch of numbers, mm. which that kind of makes it complicated. That's cool. Um, uh, if you like odd, an odd take on black metal, then check that out. Fucking, I thought it was slap, slap cheeks, slapping me. Um, of course, scaring the hose as Hal brought up. <laughs> that album goes so fucking hard. There's a lot of there that nearly killed me. Okay, it's, it's, it's a song called like Jack Harlow something meal or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Danny Brown's like, he's like, I, I I don't I don't trust y'all. You let Jack Harlow sell y'all chicken, <laughs> <laughs> which I was like, damn, that's that's funny. That was really good. Um. Oh, what else have I listened to? I listened to a, a bunch of shit, but some some of it I I can't necessarily say to recommend necessarily. Like, how do you recommend the new Shushu album? <laughs> I don't know if you can recommend that to most people. I mean, you can recommend it and be like, you know, well, if you want horror movie soundtrack the album, then go listen to the new Shushu album. It's fucking something else. I know, I know. It's kind of like people say it's kind of the one that are weaker records, mm. but um, I listened to the new album by a rapper named Cemetery, which Cemetery like makes some of the most chaotic shit I've ever heard in my life. Like, I know, like his last album before this one, he essentially made, you know instrumentals with, with using like all kinds of fucking samples and shit mm. so essentially like he was sampling like black metal songs and <laughs> shit it was borderline unlistenable that's awesome that's what I like my music to be but <sighs> sorry I got the yawns you're good <laughs> this, this newer one is actually pretty listenable though and I thought it was pretty fun um yeah there, there, there's a couple hell yeah I would recommend um, the the new Suicide Silence record, but I know a, a lot of people in our I think in our listen to their bass would be like, boo, boo, boo. boo. I'm a core kid, guys. I'm sorry, but yeah, there, there's some albums. Hell yeah! Thank you, Hal, for the question. Even though your little ending things have gotten dark, <laughs> dark. I don't want to think my Scuba Doo getting railed. Okay, especially by Fifty Cent and Gigi Allen. That's a weird combination. It's like. Gigi Allen, come on, come on, come on! One Gigi Allen ain't fucking nothing. He got coke dick, and he's dead. That is true. But he got a micro peen, son. He do got a micro peen. <laughs> Sometimes when you do too much cocaine, cocaine and heroin, heroin, and you cover your body in literal shit. <laughs> that is a big trip. Nasty, nasty bitch. Nasty motherfucker. Nasty bitch. Next up is the People's Mikey. The People's Mikey. What's up? The People's Mikey. The People's Mikey. That didn't work. Nope. <laughs> Howdy, my dudes. <laughs> it worked in my head. <laughs> and then I went to do it, and it was like, I didn't. That's terrible. <laughs> Dogs. Howdy, my dudes. So let me talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. I want to thank Matt for mentioning Tell Me Something Wrong. Ah. Been looking for more podcasts that showcase underground films, and this one is up my alley. Hell yeah. Show Me Something Wrong is excellent. 
Fucking <laughs> awesome podcast. Anywho, seeing that this week you guys are covering titty cut follies, I was wondering if that document if that if that documentary didn't get banned, would fans of extreme cinema still seek it out? Hmm. Of course, what was filmed was very shocking, but I don't know if I would have sought out a doc about a mental hospital. I've seen the one Gera- uh, Geraldo, Geraldo Rivera yeah. did. I read that fanatically. <laughs> hey, Geraldo. So if someone told me about Titty Cut Follies, I'd be like, eh. But because the U.S. government had it banned, it did make me want to look for a torrent. Glad I did see it and shows how fucked up our healthcare system is. Looking forward to the other films you guys are covering. Take care, and I'm old. I'm tired. <laughs> I work with fucking children. Uncle Dave is a liar. Jericho is a liar and a stooge. Mox didn't want to put me over. I've never seen any of the Rocky movies. Never putting my health over wrestling. Fuck Michael Elgin. Needle dick, needle dick, needle dick, and ah, muff, 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 muff. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Cheers. I'm of a cowboy. I'm of a cowboy. Oh my god. Fuck Michael Elgin. Yeah. Would fans of extreme cinema seek out titty cut follies if it wasn't hard to find? I feel like the word would have got around. You think so? Yeah, I feel like people have been like, yeah, this is dark. Mm-hmm. This is fucked up. But would it be on the same level it is like currently? Probably not. Probably not. Because like, when I watched it, I was like, oh, this is just a... I mean, it is a fucked up documentary, don't get me wrong. We'll yeah. talk about that more later. But uh, I was kind of like, this is more like a, like a Criterion film documentary. Yeah, definitely. If I heard, like, oh, that sounds fucked up, but I probably wouldn't have sought it, sought it out. Um, I I know I probably would have because I've I've seen a couple of like medical documentaries and stuff like that. Um, like like there's this one. Um, Jonathan the Doe talked about it. It's about this 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 uh, guy who's in a mental facility, and. Like essentially, like he he keeps hurting himself and stuff like that, and they're like trying to get him to stop doing that. Mm. Which if people people remember the name of it, um, you, you know what I'm talking about. I don't remember the name of it right now. Talk to me, yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, Teddy Cut Follies, I, I I've definitely seeked it out. Of course, oh, sure, yeah, and I yeah, I think I don't know. It's also sick, the life and death of Bob Flanagan, which is partially a medical documentary, partially about someone who loves. Uh, uh, he's a super masochist, so super masochist. <laughs> yeah, which that one was also supposed to be part of this episode, but we decided. Thankfully, did yeah. you trying to get four movies in? Yeah, that, we've been doing that a lot recently. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, I'm a lazy boy. <laughs> we'll do it eventually. Um, yeah, I don't know, but like anytime you add like band or hard to find, yeah, or extremely rare, us as collectors and fans immediately are like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I want that. Yes, <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> um, but the thing is, like, it's not really hard to find no, on the not, internet, but. No. It's one of those things like I don't know if it's ever had a official release, at least in the states. Yeah, I know there was a French box set of that guy's movies, which if I had my notes next to me, I would have said his name. But it's, uh, hang on, I actually can tell you that. Oh, okay. Talk for a second. Um, but there was a box set of his movies that were released in Titicut Follies is included. I know there's a DVD that so Frederick Wiseman. Frederick Wiseman, yes. 
which has like all of his like documentaries and shit on it. Um, there's also a DVD that you can buy that like question mark. <laughs> yeah. But the people are trying to are want to charge like $40 for it. Damn. On DVD. Yeah. I don't know about that dog. And I'm like, I don't, I can sit there and say it's legit because I don't know. And again, if it is, then, you know, I guess that's where you buy it. I don't, I don't know. But it's also one of those things where it's like, I don't know if this thing will ever get an official release in America because it, it pushed a lot of boundaries then. And I feel like it's still a touchy subject today. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, the dude didn't do anything illegal when he was making it. No. But there's definitely a lot of gray area with what he did. And I think that that doesn't necessarily come from the fact that it's like, oh, here's what's going on in his mental hospital, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like where the legality question comes in is the fact that he there's not really a proof he got like consent forms to film these people. Mm. Which I feel like is a big thing you have to have. Yeah, but was there not an argument that like well these people can't sign consent forms because they're not aware of? Well, that's how they got him anyway. That's how they got this thing banned. Basically, he got he went in there and filmed this mental hospital, and when they saw it, like oh we look like pieces of shit, they were just like uh fuck you. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Put an embargo on it. Fuck you. you yeah, know, like. and it was pretty much banned from being seen for like. 30, 40 years, something like mm-hmm. that. Like, I think it wasn't until, like, the mid to late 90s that it got re- actually, you know... A release? Yeah, a, somewhat of a release. But I also feel like it's one of those things where it's, like, there's so much that goes into it that it becomes this legal fucking rabbit hole mm. that's just, like, fuck it. Who, who's gonna touch it? Yeah, right. Blue Lakers, that's who. Yes. Oh, yeah. But thank you, People's Mikey, for the question, as always, and hope you enjoyed your WrestleMania weekend. Yes, absolutely. At least not one. Not one was a slapper. <laughs> yeah, not two was. Mm. 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 Don't know about those decisions. Next up Spooky Silly Lloyd. It's, it's the boy. <laughs> he sent a picture to us in a group chat of his shirtless body. Yeah, he did. Saying it's what it looks like when you <laughs> see him at the glory hole. You're, you're really going to expose him like that? The, the dog, the, the, Herschel posts pictures of him all the time on fucking Instagram, like <laughs> like that. I was just uh, fucking around because I was like, I was gonna be like the man with the susses opinions on Letterbox, but that's Herschel. Yeah. <laughs> Spooky ask. <laughs> if you had to, if you had to kiss a total a total, mm, help me, Matt, totalitarian leader, who would you prefer? Miles, uh, Miles, about said Zandig. <laughs> Miles Zingdong or Stalin? Now, people in the comments are saying Stalin there, saying he was a hunk when he was younger. I don't know what Stalin looked like when he was younger. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I was going to look it up. I was like, do I really care? <laughs> <sighs> 
I guess I'll go Stalin. Don't kiss totalitarians. No. Don't kiss dictators. That's why I'm, I'm going to take a stand right now. Okay. Spooky. Don't, don't kiss them. Don't kiss them. It's horrible. They don't, don't deserve it. No. <laughs> Bastards. Yeah. This, this is the hill I die on. This is the hill you die on right This here? is the one too far. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky also asks If I gave you One million dollars What movies Would you buy first I'd get Rubber's Lover mm. An original Barrel Entertainment Last House on Dead End Street And a Chinese Torture Chamber story Ooh Now are we talking about Like rare movies Or are we talking about Like the rots To something uh, See my brain are, uh, Immediately went to Buying rights to stuff That's where I went too But then he said Barrel Entertainment Last House on Dead End Street Yeah which I think he's talking about just like DVDs. I would probably like honestly go for like the whole entire barrel um, catalog. Yeah. Cause they they release of us not been touched since, yeah, right? Yeah, like dark. I think it's called Darkness. Darkness. Mm-hmm. It's a vampire movie. It's a really gory. Apparently. Mm. I'd probably also go for um, a lot of the old shock DVDs. Oh yeah. Like Eat the Schoolgirl and stuff like that. Yeah, red account. My, my bloody angel. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I I would want to try to get a copy of the unreleased Drop Dead Fred from Severn because you know they exist. Oh yeah, you know like they're they're out, out there. there yeah. yeah, I just want to have it just to be like, look what I have. It's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm merely with the film rights because it's just like getting that shit out there. Um, ironic, like ironically, my brain is like trying to get titty cut volleys. Titty cut volleys, titty cut volleys. If that, if there's even a way of doing that. I also would like to get a Japanese VHS of something like Rubber's Lover. Yeah. Or Muzani. Yes. Um, something rare, something more wild. Yeah. Some of the VHSs of some of those uh, Japanese shockumentaries would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, Metal Days. Now you now you spitting facts. Now you spitting facts. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I want metal days. <laughs> yes. Um any of the like the chosen Fuki um VHSs that are out there. Um anything by Daski Abanashi would be really cool. Yeah. Alright, here's what I do. I would if I had a million dollars I wouldn't I'd buy all of Hideyasu Sato stuff. And then pay someone to subtitle for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? You spitting true facts. <laughs> because Sato's a goat. Sato is a goat. He's goated. He's the big goat, son. He's the goat, son. Uh, but uh, thank you, Spooky, for the question. Yes. Stop asking us about dictators. It's fucked up. You shouldn't kiss a dictator on the mouth. No, you should really feel ashamed of yourself about that. You should make them kiss your ass. <laughs> Got them. Got their ass. Next up. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's why we shouldn't do this early in the morning. No. <laughs> this is horrible. This is a disaster. This, this sucks. <laughs> is the chairman of YouTube. Mr. Parker. L.A. Mr. Parker. L.A. Mr. Parker. <laughs> he has a simple question, but a very difficult one. Oh, no. Favorite horror film from 1981. Well, let me get that out of the letterbox. <laughs> I've already got a list pulled up. Okay. <laughs> Would you like me to just read them off for you? Yeah, let's do that. 1981 was goaded. 
It was goaded. Oh, for being true. Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Possession. Yep. Oh, oh, that's probably mine already. American <laughs> Werewolf in London. Mm. Halloween 2. Mm. Scanners. Friday 13th 2. The Beyond. Good God. My Bloody Valentine. My Bloody... Yeah, yeah, that's right. I said that in my head. It was just like, that's not the right end. That's not the right words. That's not the right words, son. And I was like, what? <laughs> the Howling. The Burning. The Funhouse. Dead and Buried. House by the Cemetery. Road Games. The Prowler. Oh, he did. Well, hang on. Bullshit dropped both House by the Cemetery and The Beyond the same year? Yes. God damn. I <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that, that, that's what I would do if I had a billion dollars, is fucking buy all the fucking <laughs> bullshit to fucking Fulci's movies. Every single one of them. I was just going to say resurrect Lucio Fulci from the dead. I don't know if you can do that with a million dollars. It's not enough money. No, yeah, I don't know if you can bring someone back from the dead with a million dollars. Especially when they've been dead that long. <laughs> That's true. He's yeah. been gone a long yeah. time. <laughs> Rest in peace, man. Um, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. I have that. I haven't seen it, though. Happy birthday to me. Oh, that's that's that one's fucking great. Uh, Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, Madman, Just Before Dawn, Hell Knight, oh Cannibal Ferox, Bloody Birthday, Burial Ground, Knots of Terror, oh. <laughs> Galaxy of Terror, Black Cat, Ghost Story, uh, Evil Speak, Student Bodies, Final Exam, um, The Monster Club, Graduation Day, Bloody oh Moon, Shadow Spooky, that's Jess Franco, The yes. Pit, Mystics in Bali, Night School. Bro, I mean, it, it just keeps going too. That's fucking insane. Like it goes for a long time before there's like stuff that I've never heard of. I think Hell, I, uh, even down here, Faces of Death Two, The Devil. Oh my god! <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't think you gotta go too far down to find mine. It's definitely the Beyond. I think I'm gonna go Possession. With the close second being the Beyond, Beyond is just one of my top movies of all time. Oh yeah, I fucking love, 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 love that movie so much. I love Fulci. Anything Fulci. Oh but yeah, the Beyond is my favorite. Um, again, I've seen Possession once, mm. and it is one of the most incredible movies I've ever seen. Yeah, that that it's a, that it is even a sentence that works. I think so. It's fucking incredible. You watch it again and hate it. That would suck. <laughs> like all these times you're like bigging it up and praising it. You're like, oh, this movie's amazing. Watch it again. It's like, hmm. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen because it's a fucking amazing movie. Yeah, it's but. fucking incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, very, very close second to Beyond, man. Oh, my God. The Beyond, I've seen it multiple times, and every time it's fucking incredible. Uh, Mr. Parker and uh, the 22 Shots crew are working on the 1981 best of now. Yeah. And that's crazy. Yeah, good luck, guys. I look forward to it. I've already seen the intro. It's oh my god, the intro is always fucking amazing. Mr. Parker don't miss when it comes to his intros. So I think the best best one so far is the 1981 mm. though. There they are, alien. We watched that finally, just because of his intro. Yeah, that movie's really good. That movie is really good. Yeah, I really liked it. Jack Palance and Martin Landau. Yeah, that movie, like, cast-wise, is goaded. It really is. <laughs> it's yeah. got everybody. <laughs> Including that crazy bastard from uh, Eating Alive. Yeah. Is it, is it Neville Brand? I think it's Neville Brand, yeah. But uh, thank you, Mr. Parker, for the question, as always. Yes. You are the shit. Next up is Lamb Wife. Lamb Wife. Lamb Wife. 
What's Hi up? guys, how are your bowels this week? Uh, my bowels? Yeah, because last week, remember I had the shits? Oh yeah, um, my bowels rarely are good. Yeah, mine, my stomach is literally actually hurting this very second. Yep. Probably because I've been eating these flaming Hot meat sticks that are really God good. It, John. <laughs> They're delicious, but man, they, they they do a number on my stomach. Well, I, I and John both here have IBS. <laughs> IBS. <laughs> yes. And it's fucking horrible. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> Indigestion. Diarrhea. Upset stomach. Upset <laughs> stomach upset. I said it like the damn guy from uh, Epic Rap Battles of History. That's a fucking throwback right there. Hi, baby. <laughs> Version. Hydrogen bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Uh, Lamov goes on to say, "I peed my pants in the first grade because I was too scared to ask the substitute teacher if I could go. So I sat on the floor, pissed myself, then poured my water bottle on the floor next to me. I guess to make it look like I spilled it. But my pee was so yellow, all the kids knew I peed and started pointing and screaming. Teacher, she peed her pants. Anyways." That's rough. That's tough. <laughs> now, what I will say, Landwolf, is you, you do understand this is not therapy, correct? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Landwolf. Get it out. We've all had moments like that. Oh uh, yeah. I I I'll share I'll share a story real fast, and um, I remember I had some kind of bug when I was at school, and I went to try to run to the bathroom to throw up. <laughs> And I didn't even get close, and I just fucking projectile vomit all over the floor during lunchtime and grossed everybody out. That's awesome. I had yeah. a, in school one time, like, this is not like, you know, puking or pissing or shitting. Yeah. But uh, I had a nose, like, I used to get real bad nosebleeds. You like, still do get nosebleeds, but. But not like this. Like, they used to, like, pour buckets. Oh, yeah. And uh, I started bleeding, and I thought my nose was running, so I just kept wiping my nose. And uh, someone goes, you need to go to the bathroom. Are you okay? And I looked down, and I had left a, a string of blood from my classroom to the lunchroom. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a little embarrassing. <laughs> they had to code yellow your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, do you guys still find decent horror media in the wild in your area, like in stores, thrift shops, record stores, etc.? cetera? Uh, yes. Um, shout out. Grindhouse video. Well, I was thinking that almost feels like cheating, though. Because, like, that's it's like still a, a store. That's like a horror mecca. You go in there, that's all that is. Yeah, it's, it's horror just, for days. Just the best, you know, all the latest and greatest horror movies that have been released. But, like, outside of, like, Grindhouse, like, you know, every once in a while we do go to this, like, little, like, mom and pop bookshop. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty local to us, too. And find some pretty cool stuff every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Well, I found uh, A Tale of Two Sisters. Mm hmm. And uh, I picked up. I fucking grabbed that as soon as I saw it. You also grabbed a, a uh, still book of Return of the Living Dead on Blu-ray. Yeah, which I... Yeah, it was fucking wild. That was, like, brand new. <laughs> yeah, like, it's got this weird, like, plastic sleeve on it and everything. I know one time we went and uh, they had um that movie by Chris Seaver by uh, The Loss, which is a... a yeah. Jack Ketchum. Jack Ketchum, yeah. And it was sealed, but they didn't just have one copy sealed of The Lost. It yeah. was like 10 or something yeah. like that. I was like, where the hell did they get these? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. It, uh, other than that, it's tough. Yeah, it can be tough. Because it's like, you know, when you first start collecting, it's super easy, right? Like, I remember I used to go to even like a... 
I'd go to like flea markets or just like the mall or Walmart and something like that. Like, oh hell yeah, that movie, that movie, that movie. Yeah. But the, the bigger your collection grows, the harder it is to just like, yeah, find that stuff out in the wild anymore. Which I feel like with most like collectors, like they go through that, you know, within a decent amount of time. Where I started collecting hardcore during the pandemic. Yeah. So I essentially, like, when it comes to that, I blew the load fast. <laughs> so I was just buying shit like crazy. And now it's, then I started getting grails. And now it's like, just what, it, now it's just whatever piques my interest. Like, I remember, like, the first, like, going, like, when I first started collecting, like, going to the mall and, like, in one day buying, like, Dawn of the Dead and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Yeah. You know, and shit like that. So, like, I don't know. <laughs> Also, too, another thing that sucks is, like, you know, physical media as far as, like, retail goes is a dying... Mm-hmm. Like, outside of, like, specialty shops, like, these stores are condensing and shrinking their movie sections more and more. Like, when I first would go back to, like, Best Buy, yeah, I'd find all kinds of crazy cool shit. Yeah. Um, Best Buy was kind of, like, the go-to. Now it's, like, they have, like, a section of horror, and yeah. it's basically just the new releases. Yep. That's it. <laughs> And that sucks, you know, like, yeah, um, it's like, I know we have FYE and shit like that. There's also like Walmart still has a lot when it comes to physical media, but we also, where we live, like there's a lot of people who still buy like shit on DVD. So, um, Again, a lot of it's still you like your newer releases and stuff like that, but you can still get some pretty cool shit every now and then. N- nothing like rare, of course, but yeah, you can you can get like stuff on 4K and Blu-ray. But so. like I said, it is cheating because not just an hour, not even an hour. I think it's like 50, 45 minutes, something like that. Yeah. His grindhouse video, which is like the mecca. Yeah, <laughs> and that store is awesome, and we always spend hours in there looking at shit. I've spent so much money, and I could spend even more time because, like, a lot of times we just go to like you know, not the new releases necessarily, but like the boutique stuff. Yeah, but they have a pretty wild fucking used section as well. Oh my god, that is insane! But I try not to go there because, like, like it's I'd like be there forever if I did. It's like I don't have many VHS stuff. Because I just I don't have the room to get into that collecting aspect yet, but they have a fucking insane VHS collection there. They have two walls. Yeah, it's not just like your normal stuff. Like there's some pretty wild shit too. And they also have like it's in those kind of small. They have a Grail section mm-hmm. where they've had like August Underground, the August Underground Blu-ray, Traces of Death. Mm-hmm. And all kinds of stuff there. The guinea pig movies. The guinea pig movies, yeah. Um, they they've had like before it even got, you know, before it got released. Philosophy of a Knife, mm-hmm. Nails. All kinds. Of they shit. still have nails, and I feel like the price has gone down. Right, now. I may just buy that next time. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of waiting so long. Yeah. But uh, thank you, Lamwa, for the question. As always, we appreciate it greatly. Yes. Next up is Mosh Fit. Mosh Fit. Mosh Fit says, between the two of you, whose dad will win in a fight? Both a fair fight and a street fight. Well, hmm. There's a lot of unfair advantages here, I feel like, for God John. God damn it, man. But... 
<laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I know it's dark. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you, you have that fun with things. Let's factor that out. <laughs> Let's factor out the fact that my, my dad is no longer with us. Yes. Into the conversation. Um, it's still probably your uh, your dad, yeah. The funny thing is, though, is like I just couldn't even imagine... That happening? Either of them fighting. No. You know, <laughs> they were just like the most like peaceful, pacifistic dudes. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine like a fight. It's like, I, like, my, my dad, like, he definitely got into fucking bots and shit like that. I know this for 100% fact. <laughs> he definitely has, like, he definitely had tried to, like, fight a bunch of fucking people because of <laughs> dumb bullshit, but, um, thing is like your your dad actually has like military training <laughs> so because yeah, i mean dad was a bit of a hellraiser in his time too oh yeah because like he uh pretty sure they burned a bridge down <laughs> uh they i don't know if they burned a bridge down but they definitely burned like cut down a bunch of trees and put them into the fucking roads the bus the school bus couldn't get through yeah which that's uh, that's some straight up like hellion shit. That is some hellion shit. Um, like I remember my my dad telling me that he got into a bar fight one time, and like tried to beat a dude to the death with a fucking pull cue. I said, do you think they just pulled up two chairs and just took turns punching each other? Now I would that would been fucking amazing. <laughs> I don't think that's how bar fights actually go. Oh. No, I don't think it's pull up two. <laughs> Unless you're really drunk. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sit down, son. We're mm. about to punch each other in the fucking face. Punch each other in the fucking face. But, um... Yeah, my, my, my dad was fucking crazy, so... <laughs> but, I, yeah, it's hard, hard to even envision that happening. Yeah, so. right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Mosh Fit, for the question, as always. <laughs> we love you. Yes. And I love your name. Yes, yeah, great name. What if mosh pitting was like an exercise? I mean, it can be. Like, all right, motherfuckers, 20 spins, let's go. <laughs> 20 spins, let's go. Run around the pit. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Don't fall down. Keep going. <laughs> oh, God. Next up is carl.kr.07. What's up? What up, though? What up, though? Hey, guys. Good God, you chose one hell of a depressing subject for this episode. Yep. I also decided to watch Night in Fog, and holy hell, it is rough. (laughs) Yeah, that's putting it lightly. Yeah. I can't even put into words how depressing and actually disturbing that movie is. So I want to ask a more cheerful question. What are your guys' favorite comedy movies that are maybe a bit weirder and have darker humor and aren't as raunchy or goofy as, for example, the usual Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler comedies? Also, do you like Wes Anderson movies? He's probably my favorite comedic director because he never fails to make an absolute amazing movie. But some people don't like him that much, so I wanted to hear your guys' opinions on him. Hope Matt doesn't kill himself because of these <laughs> movies. Bye. <laughs> I'm so alive. I've actually not watched a lot of Wes Anderson stuff. Like, what I've seen, I did enjoy. Yeah. But like I don't know, I've never he's never been a guy I've deep dived, and I feel like I need to rectify that soon. Yeah, I have not deep dived his stuff either. I don't think I've seen a Wes Anderson movie, to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure he's the guy who did Life Aquatica with Bill Murray. I haven't seen that, which I did like. Yeah, um, that's about the only thing I've seen of him. It's like, I feel like most of the comedies I like are at least somewhat raunchy, raunchy tonk. It's like, um, 
Greasy Strangler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Greasy Strangler is an anomaly of a movie. One movie that's been like stuck in my brain recently, and I just keep thinking about it. And th- the more I think about, it, the more I like it. Yeah, and it, it, it's got a bit of that raunchiness to it, but I think it's a little different than um, uh, like your typical Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler stuff. Is Shakes the Clown? Oh yeah, Shakes the Clown is fun as fuck. Like Agfa posted that thing about like looking at the print of it. Yeah, and they just posted some stills from. It's like, man, that movie's fucking wild, dude. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It starts with the strongest joke ever. That's the only problem with it. Oh, my God. That first so joke is so funny that the rest of the movie has a hard time living up to it. Yes. The name Shakes. Shakes the Clown. God damn it. <laughs> also, I'm a big fan of Bobcat stuff. Like I like God Bless America and yeah. World's Greatest Dad as well with Robin Williams. Mm. Both of, All those are really fucking great movies that I would highly recommend. Yeah. Um, oh, what's, some, what's some other ones? We watched one recently that was uh, definitely a bizarre weirdo comedy oh, yeah. that I really like called Eating Raul. Yeah, Eating Raul. Which I going into, I really didn't expect to dig it that much, but I really did. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Um, another another one that's a very, very pitch black comedy that we watched recently, and that's Thank You for Smoking. Yeah, that was actually really fun. I, I liked that a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, like I, I remember seeing it on like lists back in the day of like... Like, oh, best movies you have to see before you, you die or whatever. Leonard Maltin's 1,000 movies to see before you kick the bucket. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. And I picked it up at, like, the, uh, the thrift, fucking thrift store. <laughs> it did have a little bit of issues, though. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, get a different edition of that. <laughs> After it went fucking ballistic at one point and <laughs> just, just stopped like, working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that movie's got some really funny shit in it. Yeah, I actually really like that movie a lot more than I thought I would. Um, there's one I can't believe you ain't mentioned yet. Oh, what is it? All around the world is oh, nothing but side. trouble. <laughs> nothing but trouble is a fucking anomaly of a film that I adore. <laughs> I hate that movie. That's beside the point. Like, I'm pretty sure on Letterboxd I don't even have it as a good rating, but I love that movie. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? I look, when it comes to quality. That movie ain't good. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to just like, just j- just the ridiculous factor of it, and like, you could tell Dan Aykroyd had some passion into it. But man, man, what a piece of shit! It, man, it fucking Chevy Chase fucked him every way from Sunday. <laughs> you could tell too while watching. Oh that. yeah, Chevy Chase sucks in that movie. He's horrible. Oh, fucking Nacho Libre. <laughs> I'm tired of losing. I want to win. I want to win. I fucking love that movie. I have it sitting over there. I feel like I bring this movie up all the time, and I feel like every time I do, like someone talks about how much they hate it. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I love that movie. I love but, that movie, too. Um... Uh, Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, the, a lot of the Coen Brothers comedies I really like. Even like Oh Brother, Where Out Thou. Oh, yeah, that movie's really good. I think it's really funny. Um, you know, I feel like it, it is another movie where George, George Clooney is playing a different race, but... Is he? Is he not? No, he's, he's white. Okay. I could have swore he is. Plus, that wouldn't be George Clooney. What are you talking about? No, fucking... Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr., yeah. Robert, not- Downey, did, did, Robert, Robert Downey Jr. has played a different race a couple times. <laughs> I'm a dude. <laughs> Disguised as a dude. 
I mean, there's a I haven't I haven't seen it all the way through, but Tropic Thunder. Mm-hmm. That's a weird movie. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's a weird movie, man. I don't know. I don't watch a shit ton of comedies. Like even the comedies I watch are usually horror comedies. Yeah. Or just weirdo fucking anomalies. Yeah. 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 Ernest scared stupid. Oh, that, that Ernest would be slap, dude. There ain't nothing wrong with no Ernest. Er, Ernest scares stupid. We watch it every fucking year. <laughs> like. If you follow us on Letterbox, right? There's two consistents for on Halloween. Mm-hmm. We watch Ernest Scared Stupid. Yep. And the nostril and the nostril picker. <laughs> it's so weird. I love the nostril picker, though. Oh, that movie's so weird, yeah. But thank you, Carl, for the question, as always. Hopefully we did a good job answering it. And we will uh, check back in if we ever watch Mate Wes Anderson movies, which uh, you know. Can't guarantee. Yes. <laughs> we're shit. Yeah, we're terrible. We're absolute shit. <laughs> Dogs. Uh, next up is Shock. And Schlock. It's Herschel Gillis. Shocking to you, Schlock. Shocking to you, Schlock. I don't know, bro. It's Monster Squad. What do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 oh, that's another one. Monster, Monster Squad, Squad, yeah. Monster Squad's really fun. I didn't even think, because there's definitely some kid stuff I, I like that like I think would kind of fall in that category like, yeah. there's one that's like the ultimate like comfort movie for me but I know is the biggest piece of dog shit what is it Mac and Me <laughs> fuck <laughs> fuck I know that movie is literal garbage yeah but I can't help it I'll tell you what movie is also very, very much a comfort movie for me and some people might not expect it but if you know me then it should be absolutely expected. That's the SpongeBob movie. Ocean Man, take me to the You fucked it. Fucking damn it. <laughs> anyway, shock and shock. Was it more emotionally taxing watching this week's films or watching Alien Beast? No. Yeah, Matt. Oh. Did not heed my warning. Nope. <sighs> and trusted Herschel, which he should not have done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. To be, to be fair to me for a second here, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did watch the movie on a dare. Yeah. And how'd that go for you? Fucking horrible. Alien Beast is the biggest piece of dog shit. It's horrible. There's nothing redeeming about it. It is in the top worst things I've ever seen. It's horrible. And I don't, I don't understand how it's a movie. Or how it's even something that exists. What are your thoughts about Donald Farmer's masterpiece? Savage Vengeance getting remade. Man, Herschel. <laughs> First of all, I know you didn't even like the Savage Vengeance remake. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, how could you? Two, Savage Vengeance, the original sucks dick. <laughs> God, Donald Farmer. Funny thing about that is coming up not too long from now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be getting an opportunity to meet Donald Farmer. Yeah. <laughs> John is absolutely going to take that opportunity. Oh, you know, there will be a picture of me and Donald Farmer. Garen fucking T. Oh, my God. I have to. Yes. For the meme, I have to. I will gladly hand that man money for a meme. Like, like I need to rewatch it before. Shit, I'll get Demon Queen signed by him. The only thing about him, I watch it's halfway decent. Even that fucking sucks. <laughs> it's boring as shit. I, like, I, need, I need to rewatch Demon Queen because the day I was watching, I got completely distracted by shit how could you not watch that movie it's boring (laughs) (laughs) it's like an hour of nothing then someone turns into a mutant well it's like i was watching it and my brain was like you should do this on the computer right now 
Hmm. I'm like, because your brain was like, do anything besides watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Literal anything. It's like, I, I, you know, I need to, I need to rewatch it too. But red, I liked red lips, but that was like, I thought the ending of red lips was actually like really fucking good. Here's my thing with Donald Palmer. Damn. I did at one point call him a walking turd, which might have been too much, but uh, he's, he's not a walking turd. He's, he's actually seems to be a lovely human being. And finally, what's the largest object you think Spooky Sailor can fit in him? Oh. Take that how you will. Love you, boys. And if you hate alien beasts, charging energy blasts. And you said security camera inoperable. Dude. You see, char- charging fucking whatever blast and security cam- camera unoperable a hundred fucking times in that movie. <laughs> oh, God, I hate it. It's so bad. It's like, I know people love it. Yes. Because of how much of an anomaly it is. I don't understand. And I it's like, nor- normally I can go into something like that and be like, yeah, I can see why people like it. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, like, I love it. It's Herschel. the biggest piece of dog shit. It is the biggest piece of dog shit. That I've ever seen. Like, I would rather like again. This, this is not even an insult to the man because like I've I've actually like thought his stuff has been pretty damn decent. I'd rather watch every Donald Farmer movie back to back on a fucking bender of watching off his shit. <laughs> now hang on. You saying Donald Farmer stuff is decent? <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought Red Lips was pretty damn good. I thought Demon it's Coon so was funny me. because, like, when you watch Red Lips, you literally were like, "Yeah, I wasted money on that one." No, I did. You did. I didn't say I wasted money on it. You're like, yeah, I should have held off on that one or something like that. Like, I don't know about that. You did. You totally did. You were talking to me like it was just a boring piece of shit. No, I, I don't. I do not remember that at all. And now all of a sudden, you're like, Red Lips really fucking good, man. It's like a masterpiece, dude. I did. I it's never... like so damn good. No, I didn't. You totally did. <laughs> you are so over exaggerating this. You gave it like a three, I think. Yeah, I gave it a three. Three ain't that good. No, a three is above average. That's not great. Two and a half is average. If, if you're dating a girl and she said your penis is above average, you're still got a little dick. Look, man. <laughs> Listen here, okay? L- Listen here. I I thought the movie was fucking solid dude i'm telling you i wish i'd fucking recorded your ass i could have had you in 4k now because you like you i probably have the text messages because you're like yeah i kind of probably should have held off on the sale for that one i mean i did spend like 30 bucks on a fucking blu-ray yeah of a shot on video movie yeah but you were telling me like it's just kind of boring and like there's nothing really happened well there are moments that are boring (laughs) now you're just like oh it's really fucking but the ending has some really cool shit in it I'll tell you what, what the largest thing Spooky can fit up his ass. Fucking your lies right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're bullshit. That's what. The- <laughs> oh, wow. Now, I am not bullshitting. I swear to God. Well, I was there, buddy. I was there when you were telling me that it's like, it's just, well, it's just boring. It's not really that Well, good. you also were fucking dying in your room of COVID, and I was live messaging you while I was watching it. <laughs> yeah. So I was probably like, yeah, there's fucking boring moments in this movie. What the hell did you give? I'm <laughs> I gave it like a three. You pissing me off. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Such bullshit. And I also followed up fucking Lake Mungo with it. Which was probably a mistake. Yeah, three. I gave it a three. And you're sitting here saying how, how good it is now. 
there's good shit in it. The entire movie, I can't say is great over overall, but there's some really cool shit in it. If I give a movie a three, it's probably because like, oh, it was all right. I, well, yeah, a lot of the movie is all right. Like, I ain't gonna lie to you, that first half is kind of, but towards the later half, it gets pretty, it gets fucking pretty damn good at times. Anyway, full of shit. Anyway. No, f- fuck you. Fuck you. Show's over. Podcast is done. Wow. This lying motherfucker over here. I am not fucking lying. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Thank you, Shock and Schlock, as always. The biggest thing that's who can put up his ass is a melon. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Next up, and apparently I've been saying this man's name wrong forever. Oh, no. It's, uh, I believe it's Just Doe. Just Doe. Just. Just Doe. J-Y-S-T. Just. Oh, okay. I've been saying just. Why? Well, who the fuck knows? <laughs> Well, I just assumed the Y was just a... A U for some reason? No, 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 that was just a U. That's my thought for some reason. I just assumed that was just a... a, I don't know. (sighs) I'm yawning. Sorry. What up, my dudes? Favorite release from Unearthed Films? No. We'll start there. That's tough. Oh, my God. That is tough, tough. Um... Oh fuck! Untold story right now. I think that's what I was gonna say. Was untold story. Um, that one's really fucking good. Uh, the Evil Dead trap movies. Oh yeah. Um, to go a little more old school, uh, Black Sun and Inking Massacre is really good too. Yeah. Um. Damn. What else? Um. Oh. I mean, I got the Vomit Gore trilogy. It's a nice set. Is a nice set. They did a good job on it. They really did, yeah. <laughs> but the hard, same with the hard cover box set. Yeah, I can't seriously say the movies in them are very good, but the box set's really nice. Yeah, um, I have a uh, hundred tears. Hundred tears. Oh, the American Guinea Pig stuff. Oh yeah, that's just really good. Uh, also, shout out Old Man Movie. Oh yeah. I don't think that one sold super well, and it's really fucking good. Yeah, if you all haven't, please go watch on. Like, this is not them like sponsoring us or no. anything like that. Yeah, this is just we like, don't know Stephen Byro. <laughs> like, we've talked to Stephen Byro in like it, the interview we did with him a while a while while back. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's literally it. Where we essentially were we harassed him about Muzani for an hour. Pretty much, yeah. But, <laughs> um. Man, go check out Old Man Movie. Mm-hmm. It deserves much more respect than it's getting. Yeah, it's really good. It's also, so good. Uh, I'll shout out Rubber's Lover as well. Yeah. Rubber's Lover is really fucking good. 964 Pinocchio as well, but yeah. Rubber's Lover. Which, jam. speaking of 964 Pinocchio, dude, that fucking transfer. Yeah, I was pretty shocked by the Media Blasters Blu-ray. It actually oh looks my really good. God. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> Also, do you own a copy of a Roscoe the Embalmer? If so, which version do you prefer, the Massacre video release or the Tetro release? Also wanted to let you guys know my name is Justo, not Justo. Can't wait for the next episode. He also has another question, but okay. um, we'll, we'll go there first. I do own uh, Roscoe. The only version I have is the Massacre video release. I thought about picking up the Tetro like coffin thing they did for... It, it's cool looking. Yeah. 
I just I I, I don't know. I just it's don't top of my list. I don't know about Tetro a lot. I don't want to sit here and shit talk anybody because that's yeah. just not what we do. But like, I've heard some things about the release of uh, Roscoe that are not necessarily positive. Yeah. So yeah, I'll probably even <laughs> despite the fact we also <laughs> have been known to shit on Massacre a little bit, <laughs> um, only when they deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I actually do like the Massacre release quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Massacre's releases of his stuff are pretty solid. So, also. Would you rather smell like dog shit forever or eat oh. dog shit once? Oh. <laughs> Man. Man. What's wrong with y'all? What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> what, like between sticking pencils up your dick hole and fucking smelling like dog shit and Scooby-Doo getting railed by 50 Cent and <laughs> Allen. I can't with y'all no more. I can't take this shit no more, man. <laughs> um... Oh, God, I don't want to eat dog shit. No. But do you want to smell like dog shit? Forever? No. Yeah. I'm, I guess I'm taking a bite of dog shit. I guess I'm divine in it. I mean, if divine can do it, I can do it. <laughs> divine barely did it. You, you watch, the, watch that back. Divine's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, this. But thank you, Just Dove, for the question, as always. Yes. And apologies for being a dumbass and saying your name wrong for ever. <laughs> yeah. For Also, uh, I got a message from... A listener, right one, which I think their question is actually up next. Yeah. Um, apparently, in the entrails episode was our hundredth episode. Wow. Like with interviews and all. So didn't know that. Nope. <laughs> Did not know that at all. Welcome to episode one hundred and one, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but excluding interviews. Um, uh, this would be episode ninety two, uh-huh. so maybe we should. Uh, we've done more interviews than I thought we've done. Yeah. <laughs> Next up is Zombies Eight Keegan. Zombies Eight Keegan. 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 With everything y'all have covered and seen, can anything still shock you, or have you become desensitized to where everything is just like, yep. They're getting their cock off. They're getting, they're getting their cock off. They're getting. They're cutting their cock off again. <laughs> also, what are your top three cock offs in movies? Um, I still get shocked a lot. I, it's still definitely doable. Oh yeah. Now I don't think it has to be necessarily real shit either. Like we, no. We, again, we were watching Dark Darkness last night. I won't say I was like, "Whoa, my god!" Yeah. But I was like, "Wow, this movie is like this movie's pretty nasty." <laughs> yeah, like we were watching. I was like, "Oh my fucking god, this is rough." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Fuck." So yeah, it's definitely still doable. For sure. Yeah. Um. Like it's not even like having to go seek out real shit or something like that. It's because like. I'm, I've kind of got past that at this point where I don't need to watch all of the real shit to like, ooh. Yeah. Um, I still dabble in that from time to time, though. But you go check out old Spider-Man's content and go find you some real cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> if I want to watch real shit, I'll, I'll just watch a shockumentary, <laughs> which I've got too many of physically and digitally um yeah I, I don't know it's still it's still pretty easy to shock me anyway like, top three cock off moments in movies not the demon oh I didn't even think of that one um cause I was gonna ask like does shooting a cop count 
It's, it's, it's cock get blown off. I was like, then you gotta go have some ladies in the park. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the uh, probably horrific. <laughs> nah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I, it was like it was like David S was here. It's true. <laughs> re, 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 rest in peace, rest David S. Love David S. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with Septic. Oh my God! Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's a movie we haven't talked about a shit ton because oh we, my we, God, we covered it. But yeah, that does have. I, it's not his card doesn't even get <laughs> completely taken off. I don't want to spoil it. You just got to say it to believe it. It is like Brian Pollen. If you're if you're listening out there, we love you. Yeah, first off, love you. Two, you truly did bring one of the most horrific fucking things I've and ever seen. And that leads into his first question. Yeah, that 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 shook me when I saw it. I was like, oh my, because it just happened so like visceral, visceral too. Is that a word? It's so visceral. Yeah, because it's just like. Dude's sitting there, and all of a sudden, it's like this person's just like into the frame. <laughs> You're just like, wow! It's horrific. Uh, Campbell, yeah, give a shout out to Campbell Ferox. Oh yeah, Giovanni Liberto Radici. Yeah, he gets his cock cut and off. balls. Cock and balls took off, and no sells it like a fucking warrior. He's like, ah, I'm good now. Yeah. <laughs> Which I feel like I need to rewatch Ferox because I. Holocaust is like potent and and meaningful yeah. and disturbing. Ferox is just kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, it's still fucked up, but it's it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, of course, there is the cock off moment in the traces of death. Oh, that's real. I don't even want to. I mean, that it's still a cock off moment. It is a cock off moment, but I mean, it's just a sex change surgery. Yeah, <laughs> which it is like. I mean, it's still. I don't want to see it. Not necessarily. No. <laughs> I don't want to see someone having open heart surgery. No, I don't want to watch surgery at all. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter what kind of surgery. It's like it's spe- speaking of surgery, right? Mm-hmm. The the scene in Faces of Death with the guy's like his chest open for like heart surgery. Yeah. That that scene like legit is my anxiety up. Heck, you're like it's gonna be me one day. Oh, definitely. <laughs> We got to clean these arteries out. We got to clean these arteries out. He's eating too much fucking bullshit. Yeah, not a demon. That was a good shot. I didn't even think about that one. Yeah. Not many movies you're going to see a, the guys. Like, it's not just he gets his cock ripped off. Like, if you see the dude's dick, like his real cock. Yeah. And this big, he's got a Bigfoot costume grabs a hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> it rips it off his body. Oh, it's so good. I love uh, that movie so much. The I, worst soundtrack ever. Like, it is honestly like. One of those movies that if it wasn't for the video nasties list, it would be on everyone's like schlocky goodness fucking list. But yeah. Because it's on the video nasty list, it's seen as like this like it was also really hard to get a hold of for a long time. It was, yeah. Shout out to Severed Films. Yeah, shout out, shout out. But uh thank you, Zombies Eight Keegan, for the question. Yes. Next up. He's a real round one, round one. He just got cool and he's looking real cool. <laughs> God damn. That song is horrible. That song's ass cheeks. There are so many new interesting video releasing labels popping up all the time. Dude. New ones like Error 4444 are all filling in niches in the film in film that are important to underground cinema. If you were to start your own label, what would you call it and what would your style be? Um, I'm all about branding, so it would definitely be sick on cinema releasings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> they like John is so on branding. 
that it's just like well you like you want to like like oh I'm gonna start this fanzine and I'm like yeah it's called Sickles and I didn't yeah or like oh uh, I'm making these mixtapes I'm like we'll say Sick on Cinema presents like <laughs> keep it on brand like yeah, have yeah. the name in there um but <laughs> yeah John John's good about that yeah you gotta sell a brand man I am not. You, um, you just want to make everything completely separate from Sikon Cinema for some reason. It's like, uh, I guess it's not even, it's not like, oh, got to keep it separate or something like that. It's more of just like, uh, I don't know. I guess it's just, keep, I don't know. It's like, I, I, lo- I love the Sikon Cinema name and stuff like that, but I don't know. I feel like keeping the podcast to its own thing and whatnot, but I don't know. It's branding. Is branding true? Yeah. And what would we put out? Um, I'd say you'd have to go for some like disturbing shit. Of course, for sure. But but first thing I thought of was like just some like the harder to find Japanese stuff. Um, I was thinking stuff like that, but also just weirdo movies in general. Because like you know, we've hit this Hong Kong resurgence where oh every company God, yeah. is putting out anything and everything Hong Kong like it's it feel at this point that any movie that came out between the late 70s to early 2000s is gonna get a release oh yeah at some point uh, but you know Japan has kind of been like pushed to the side a little bit where that was like the go to hot spot for a while yeah. I think uh, picking up a lot of the, a lot of the more interesting like Pinku stuff like Hiyasu Sato's movies and Gaira and guys like yeah. that you know Damasuke Yamanashi Zeze yeah like picking up some of that shit would be really interesting yeah, um, put out official version of Right Account, My Bloody Angel. Oh my God, shit like that, you know. Oh yeah, and not just pinky stuff like horror as well, you know. Yeah, because there's the you know, there's really good horror movies that have yet to like see the light of day. It's like if we work together, Metal Days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Metal Days. Yeah. <laughs> if we work together on a releasing label, then it would be like I feel like. John would try to, would specialize in that kind of stuff, where I would just try to find the most weirdo fucking movies possible. Matt's like we're putting out an official release of Halloween Party. I'm like, <laughs> how do we do that? <laughs> you gotta pay Alice Cooper for rots. <laughs> God damn it, we're gonna lose money. We're only gonna lose money on this. <laughs> There's not a single clean edition of this out there. <laughs> Even the master tapes fucked. <laughs> Cafe Flesh. Okay. Oh my God, that'd be a cool one. Yeah, it would be. I have a feeling that's gonna get a release somewhere. Though. I don't know. With Caligari coming out. Yeah. I'm like Cafe Flesh will eventually see a lot of day. I feel like I feel like it will. But um, yeah, that's what it'd be like. I think. <laughs> yeah, it would just be what we love. But um, thank you, Raw One. Raw One. For the question as always. Man, that song go hard on mute. It's the worst. It it's horrible. The worst. Next up we have, how do you say this person's name? I always mess it up. Oh, God. Uh, Pe- Pepechock. Pepechock. That's probably wrong, but we'll go with it. Fuck. Hiya. What is the crappiest and crustiest copy of a film you have watched? In recent memory, it's probably Pervert Ward S&M Clinic. <laughs> uh, would have been fine if it was just a worn-out VHS riff, but it also had to be compressed to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Still watchable, unlike when I watched Zombieland on Netflix years ago on my grandparents' newly non-existent internet. Fuck. <laughs> also, when you mentioned sandwiches last week, I thought for a second you were referring to the quad dead zone incident. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. God for the food we have to eat. 
though there are six of us and there's just enough food for four. Now, you're like, cut the sandwiches. Cut the sandwiches in half. And you can <laughs> all eat. <laughs> At least I have a sandwich. At least I have a sandwich you can eat. Everybody can eat. No. Nah. <laughs> oh. You got to fight to death over it. Damn, damn father didn't even get to have a single bite of food because he didn't cut the damn sandwiches in half. Amazing. What an oh. anthology. It is recipes Chester Turner because mm. I think he recently passed away. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. That's sad. But man, his movies are something else. They are something else. And we are actually planning on like rewatching them. Yeah, like not necessarily for the podcast. No, no, but, just for fun. But and I can't wait to watch Black Devil Doll from Hell. Bitch, 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 bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um. Crustiest movie you've watched in a long time. I tell you, it wasn't crusty necessarily, but that that version of fucking uh, Daughter of Darkness we watched was rough. Oh my god, <laughs> there, there was like bits that were cut out of a different version. Yeah, that was definitely straight from a VHS. Yeah, the subtitles were barely working. The subtitles were so off they would speak. Stop speaking. The next person would start speaking, and then the first subtitle oh would pop God, up. Yeah. And you're like, "Who is talking? Who is fucking talking?" <laughs> um, oh God, I I haven't seen the movie all the way through or anything like that. But nay means yes. It has to be the <laughs> crustiest edition of a movie I've come across. <laughs> because like there are literal scenes where you can't see shit. <laughs> That's funny as shit. Which, if you don't know what that is, it's uh, his Sato. We watched uh, or we watched Las Vegas Bloodbath. Oh yeah, that that was a bad version. It was horrible. <laughs> like you actually like afterwards went in here and like opened up uh, Premiere Pro and yeah. like bumped the colors up. You're like, that's what it's supposed to look like. Yeah, like this is what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> like I literally had to boost the saturation up by like a hundred or something like, like for that. For some reason, like the blood looked like brown mayonnaise <laughs> or mustard. I meant brown mustard. Yeah, and like. It was almost black and white. Yeah, it was fucking strange. Which I don't know how I didn't pick that up the first time I watched it. Mm -hmm. But when we watched it that that time, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I used to have a copy of a movie called Inglorious Bastards 2. Okay. Um, Which it was an official release from some, like, you know, little shit label that just, (laughs) you know, got the rights and just slapped it on DVD. But. The aspect ratio was so wrong that half the movie was cut off. Oh my god! <laughs> like it was like from like their necks up. Like you just see their heads when they're walking. The it was it was unwatchable. I had to Bro. turn it off. Like you literally could not watch it. That's horrific. <laughs> it had like twenty movies on it. It was one disc, and it had like I don't even remember. It had to be like maybe not twenty. Twenty may be an exaggeration, but it definitely had at least. It was as many movies as you could put on DVD as possible. Look, as someone who has fucked with DVDRs, you can put a lot of movies on a disc. Yeah. <laughs> it was as many as you could get on a disc. Bro. <laughs> and it was one disc. Bro. It was bad. It no. was a, It was a very bad edition of it. Um, <laughs> of course, some of the shot on video stuff, some of that stuff is rough looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Gourmet Zombie Chef from Hell from for looking like a shot on video movie but apparently it's not (laughs) (laughs) straight from VHS baby um but yeah but yeah thank you Peppa Chalk for the question as always yes next up is the old boil old boil old boil old boil I'm gonna put some old boil on my fish on my crawfish 
Old Bay. <laughs> I don't I don't know why I made that face. Let me just put some old oil, put some oil on my fish. I was just like, oh my god, Old Bay. <laughs> See, whatever. You ever tried tried crab chips? Crab chips? Yeah. We sell these at my work. They're put out by Uts. It's basically just a potato chip covered in Old Bay. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure you brought some home one day, didn't you? Know? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, this one lady at my work loved them. She was like, "Oh my god, I'm so glad you have these <laughs> somewhere." And, was, and you're just like, "What the fuck are these?" Yeah, I was like, "They taste like crab." No, no, they taste like Old Bay. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, anyways, uh, Old Boyle asks, "What do you think of the remake of Faces of Death?" We're supposedly what? getting. Personally, I can't imagine a movie like Faces of Death being remade or being made any other time than the late seventies. Watching real human the de- death today is easy, and you really need the super nihilistic post-Vietnam, post-hippie headspace of nineteen seventy-eight to make a movie like Faces of Death work. Now, I can only imagine they're making something, uh, some sort of snarky Borat-style mockumentary about how fake it is. Just awful. Yeah, we're getting a fake. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Legend Picture is doing a Faces of Death remake. What? Yes. Th- th- this is real. This is real. No one's bullshitting me right now. They've started casting and everything. Casting? Yes. Why are you casting for Faces of Death? I'll tell you why. I have a feeling that this is going to be a remake in name only. I think they're using the property Faces of Death to make something else. I wouldn't be surprised if we get almost like a Goosebumps-esque movie where it's like, oh, it's in a world where Goosebumps exists. Kind of thing. Where it's like, yeah. oh, you know, Faces of Death. The movies exist in this world. And it's like, it's like a curse tape or something like that. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know for certain what the plot is going to be. That That's my guess. Let me tell you what I think about that. Dogs. Mm. 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 Yeah, it seems weird too because it's like, do, do people even really know Faces of Death anymore? I know it still get, it gets talked about. I mean, in our circles. But what's the fucking point of this? Like at this point, you need, you need to call it like Rotten dot com or something yeah. like that to you need get call people. It stars of the yeah, R slash Watch People Die. You know, yeah, like that's how you're gonna get people to like watch it. You know, Faces of Death. I don't know if it has the same like you know pull. Yeah, as it used to. Well, I just don't understand the fucking point of this. Like I said, it's gonna be a name and remake a name only. Like I, I highly doubt it'll even be uh, a mockumentary. I just don't. I don't. I don't understand why this has been in the works forever too. Like I remember the first time I heard about a Faces of Death remake was like in two thousand seven. So, god damn it! Why? Why do people like? When it comes to it comes to remakes, or you know, or even just using the name as you said, right? Mm-hmm. What is the fucking point of this shit? Mm-hmm. Why would something like Faces of Death need a fucking remake when you can go watch, like, like if it was a remake of Faces of Death, right? Yes. In the modern era. Yes. Why do that when you have a fucking metric shit ton of documentaries that do the same thing? Yeah, I don't know, man. That's what I'm saying. There's no point in this existing. No. Like I said, this is just capitalizing on the name, I think. Good, good luck good, good luck with that. Because... Good luck. Good luck. Because who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Who's buying this? 
Who's paying for this? <laughs> who, honestly, who you, are you? <laughs> Legend Pictures, what the fuck is wrong with you? For one, because Faces, like, faces of Death, like... Who's who's who fucking cares? Who fucking cares this much about this that they're going to do a remake or something with the name in general? It's interesting too, because like, is this gonna go to theaters? I doubt it. I fucking doubt it. Yeah, but maybe right now, I mean, when shit like Cocaine Bear and Skinnamarink are getting wide releases, I mean, anything is possible, right? I mean, I guess, but it's like, I just don't. Who's who, who's the market for this? <laughs> I'm like anyone of the like. On the on the, on when we uh, post this right, mm-hmm. please. If you are in the market for this, no no judgment at all, right? Yes. Let us know if this is in the market. If if, if this is up your alley, if this is something you actually care about. Because I'm I'm genuinely fucking curious if there is a market for this. Because I I just don't see it. I don't see a reason for this happening at all. It's going to star Barbie Ferreira and Darce Monta, uh, Monta, 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 Montgomery. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 Hang on. Talk, talk for a second. Yes. What do you, what do we talk about? Just, just talk in general. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't think the, the property or the IP, you know, carries as much weight as it used to. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to see if there was anything even on the plot of it. Uh, I just I don't I just don't know why why do this. I don't know, man. I do not know. <sighs> yeah, I'm not seeing anything about a a plot synopsis or anything. Like I said, I have a feeling it's gonna be. Um, it wouldn't be surprising if it's like almost like a deep web thing. <laughs> oh my god! If it is, please boycott this movie. Boycott this movie because like, I am sick to fucking death of movies that are like this is from the deep web. It's like if you actually knew what the deep web was, you would be so fucking up, like uh, upset. Yeah, right. It's way more uh, boring than uh. When you see, it just looks like web pages from the nineties. Yeah. Usually about aliens. It's like there is fucked up shit on there. Don't get us wrong. But oh it's yeah, like, yeah, it's no more than anywhere else. So it's like they just do it on the deep web because it's it's easier Hard track. Yeah. <sighs> but anyways, yeah. The deep web, like anyone who's like, oh, red rooms, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can watch people die in live time. I have seen people try to watch videos on the deep web. It's not easy. It will. It's like dial up. What the fuck? God damn it. There's only one red room for me, and they played the Kings game. It's true. Dasuke Yamanashi. That's right. But uh, thank you, old Boyle, for the question. We'll just we'll have to wait and see, man. I Look, I apologize for having a fucking meltdown on air. I just don't understand the point of this. Like, again, as I said, if, you, if this is something that seems like it's going to be up your alley, then please let us know. I don't know who it's for. Because I honestly cannot name you a single person who's, like, clamoring for this. I doubt anybody in our community, in our circles, is going to be excited about this. I'm not. 
I mean, there may be some, but I, I highly doubt that anyone really is going to give a shit. I didn't even know this was a thing until And I now. just don't see mainstream audiences giving a shit about it. Why should they? Why should they? Maybe they'll make it like that movie Missing. Oh, my God. Which I have heard good things about, but just the way that movie's made, I just couldn't be fucked. Look. It's a movie through an entire like webcam. I've I've this I've seen a movie like this already, unfriended. And guess what? Again, Matt Hot take here, I guess. Unfriended fucking sucked. <laughs> I saw it in theaters and it sucked ass. What, Matt? No, no. How could you? It was horrible. How could you, Matt? How could I? Cause it sucked donkey dick. <laughs> the fans of Unfriended are gonna be so mad at you. Oh my god, I hated it. I don't it. know if the movie has it. Man, I'm sure someone likes it, but no, that's fine. But I don't think it has a very large following or anything. It's, uh, but the jumps in logic. <laughs> Last but most certainly not least, mm. we have the goat. The goat. The man behind the Bible of the Underground, Chris Severed, Severed Cinema. Yes. And he asked a very uh, challenging question. Oh, boy. <laughs> List your top five Japanese guinea pig films mixed with American guinea pig films. So you need to choose top five from both combined. Oh, my God. So some American guinea pig films will make it. Uh, this on the Paramount Definitive Sick on Cinema guinea pig list. Oh, my God. So our top five guinea pig films across both... Uh, both... Uh, Versions. This is why I need to read the questions beforehand. Yeah, because I, I actually made a list. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, fuck. You may agree with my list. Let's just see here. Okay. This is John's <laughs> top five guinea pig films list. Welcome to WatchMojo.com. <laughs> hey, guys, this is John. Welcome to WatchMojo.com. <laughs> John could absolutely work for WatchMojo. <laughs> Maybe he brings the quality back. I just have to read their lists. That's true. <laughs> Coming in at number five. I was going to tan him on a gear. I don't know. John finishes reading it. <laughs> Anyways, number five, I went with He Never Dies. Mm, okay. Really love that movie. A lot yeah, of fun. It's really fun. Um, number four, Bouquet of Guts and Gore. Oh, okay. Uh, number three, Flowers of Flesh and Blood. Yeah. So the two, you know, standard bearers of the genre. Number two, Bloodshock. Oh, we went to uh, Bloodshock number two. Bloodshock number two. Because number one, Mermaid in a Manhole. Like, honestly, I think I'd switch around a couple of these. Like, honestly, for me, Bloodshock might be one. Bloodshock's really damn good. Like, I think for me, it'd be like top Bloodshock, Mermaid in a Manhole. Um, flower and flesh and blood. <coughs> um, maybe bouquet. It's very very similar. And I think my bottom one would either be he never dies as you said, or uh, it's one of these three: either Android Notre Dame, he never dies, or Devil Doctor Woman. Mm-hmm. Like right outside of my top five would be probably like Song of Solomon. Mm, yeah, and then like Android Notre Dame. Um, Devil Doctor Woman, and you'd have to get like almost the very bottom of the list, which would be Sacrifice, before there's one I don't <sighs> like. Yeah, you know I think for the most part the Guinea Pig series is super fucking solid. Oh yeah, Sa- Sacrifice sucks. That's the only one that I genuinely just don't like. Oh my god, I hate that movie. All the other Guinea Pig movies, 
I like them. Devil Experiment, Android Notre Dame, mm-hmm. Devil Doctor Woman, He Never Dies. They're all great. The only one I don't like is Sacrifice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thank you, Chris Severed, as always. You are the, the GOAT! The GOAT! Hopefully that was a good list. Leave us your top five guinea pig films from both series. Yes. Combined. Well, I'm pretty sure there there is more questions, by the way. No, it starts repeating. There's repeating? Yeah, if you notice up here, how? And then if we go down here, how? Did we not get a question from Space Ghost Andy? Or is the fucking Instagram on Twitter being a pain in the ass? It Twitter, may be. Hang on. On the com- computer being a pain in the ass. Now, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me just scroll through here. Bring up it on your phone while I'm doing this. That's what I was doing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, please. Because I'm just getting the same questions over and over and over and over again after Severed Cinema. Oh, wait, Space Goes Andy. I found it. It's at literally the very bottom. Okay. I had to scroll for like 20 minutes to find it. I got a few questions for you. Yes. How much do you think the dudes who own Massacre Video spends on some random e-girls only fans? Fuck. <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. It's... Look, I, I would be like, all right, calm, calm it down, guys, right? Mm-hmm. But look, I'm sorry, but Lewis is doing this to himself. They brought it upon themselves. They did. They definitely did. It's it's gotten to the point where people were just clowning on them all the time. Um, it's it's honestly sad to see. It is. We talked about that last week. It yeah, is, honestly. What's your favorite music video? Favorite music video. Um, that's tough. I don't know if I have definitively a favorite. I have a couple while I go. Of course, Nine's Nails Closer, I think, is really good. Yeah. As well as Perfect Drug, I think, is really good as well. Yes. But I'll also shout out uh, Bjork's Army of Me. Yeah, Army of Me is a great video. Um, One, I will... Hang on. My attention. He's got them itchy eyes. Got itchy eyes. Um, one I'll go with is um, One by Metallica. Oh, that's a really good one. It's, so, it's such a good fucking video. It's almost hard to listen to the song without the samples. Yeah. It is, yeah. Um, forced into reassignment. <laughs> I mean, that song and that video go hard as fuck. Um, also, uh, Aphex Twins. Yeah, I immediately was like... Um, Come to Daddy. Yeah, Rubber Johnny. Rubber Johnny. Also, yeah. Window Liquor. Window seen, Liquor, yeah. With the big long-ass fucking limousine. Yeah, yeah. So good. Some of the uh, Boards of Canada videos are wild as shit. Too. I don't know if I've ever watched any of the Boards of Canada videos. Well, there's one where the, all these people have, like, monkey faces. Mm. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah, it's really yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and shout-out to any of the early 2000 metalcore music videos that all look the same. C- Converge Concubine. <laughs> yeah. That's all you have to see. And you've seen every music video of that era. Yes. Like, Pig Destroyer even has the same with Piss Angel. Piss Angel. Uh, fucking uh, Thumbsucker. Yeah, it's the same fucking shit. Is it Thumbsucker? Uh, th- no, thumb- it's uh, Grave Dancers. Yeah, Grave Dancers. It's just yeah. them under a bridge while some fat dude chases a chick or something. Yeah. <laughs> See that or the warehouse video. Yeah. <laughs> where it's the entire band playing in a warehouse where somehow it's raining inside yeah. the warehouse. Inside the warehouse. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Terrible era. Yeah. Um, 
Also, he asks, what is it like starting your own film distribution company? Thanks, and have a great week. Okay, so I'm going to address this. Oh. Oh, my God, you nasty bitch. Yeah, go ahead. Um. I'm going to address this just just once in the podcast, and that's all I'll, I'll mention of it. Yeah, because this is your baby, not me. Yeah, this is my baby. This is not having any involvement with Sick on Cinema at all. Yep. And that was by design. A little but, bit, yeah. I, I'd say it's definitely by design because we don't want it to have anything to do with the podcast because... It's something completely different. Yeah. I have a film preservation label it's a fancy way to say it it's a yeah bootleg label <laughs> oh my god it scared the shit out of me god damn it tug go ahead keep going um a jump scare i legit like yeah i had a heart attack yeah i jumped too I but like, <laughs> of course as soon as i start explaining this the dog's going off like fucking crazy the fbi's coming we gotta go we gotta go <laughs> i knew this was gonna happen <laughs> When you message in local politicians, (laughs) 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 but okay. So essentially, to try to get this out of the way as fast as possible, because I thought I'd be able to get to this as eloquently as possible. But instead, I've got a dog going crazy. But it's a it's just a label to preserve movies. Movies that have not been touched or for, haven't been touched in years or, you know, or haven't been touched in years. And it's also a way of, I guess, supporting me directly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because I like I, I am doing like all custom covers and stuff for this stuff. Custom to, disc art. Yeah, custom disc art, all kinds of shit for them. I will say it's about as good as a bootleg can get. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, again... Like as I said, I'm only we're only bringing this up once on the podcast because I don't want anyone to think that oh they they just do bootlegs of shit. I'm not going to be doing anything that remotely has a release. Mm-hmm. Like if you can get it regularly available from anywhere, don't come to me for it. Yeah, because that's not what I'm doing. It's all movies that I have a passion for. And that I think deserve to have eyes on them. Hmm. But yeah, th- th- I mean, that's about it. You might as well say the name of it. Sin Film Preservation. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's on, it's on Instagram. Yeah. You can buy dirty, 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 filthy bootlegs I want nothing to do with. Absolutely. I'm just kidding. You, you, you can get um, the shit I'm working on right now. You only have one release out right now, right? Or do you have to? Uh, the second one will be happening very soon. Yeah. You know what? Gourmet Zombie Chef from Hell and uh, Splatter Naked Blood. Yes. Yeah. So if you don't have a copy of it and you want a pretty reasonable price bootleg. I mean, it's like 15 Yeah. With good artwork and nice looking discs and, you know, as much love can be put into a unofficial release of a movie. Yeah. You can go buy it for Matt. There you go. And I, I appreciate it. Again, just to clarify, like, in case people don't know, these are not official. Yeah. If these movies get official releases, throw these in the dumpster. Burn them. Uh, uh, sure. Put them up your ass. Don't recommend that. Come on them. I mean, if you want to. <laughs> but, it, like, if, if these... I've lost my voice from laughing, I think. <laughs> this is not good. This is a disaster. This is a disaster. But if these get official releases... 
fucking throw them away or just just go buy that. Yeah. Because that's what really matters is that the movies get an official release. Yeah. And this is the closest that I think some of these movies will get. Yeah. I, I think it's the best way I can explain it without the dog going crazy in the background. <laughs> <sighs> Fuck. But that's it, I believe. Yep. Sorry, Space Ghost Andy, that we almost missed your question. Well, we got we got to it. We got to it. We appreciate you. Instagram is a pain in the ass sometimes. Yeah. I had to scroll through about fifteen of the same questions over and over again to get to it, but we're there. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm hungry. Yeah. And I gotta get ready for work. So we're actually for the first time actually going to be coming back to this. I think. Literally, yeah, it's gonna be funny. Yeah. So we'll uh, keep this shit laying out. By the way. Oh, I burped again. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> Just don't over the microphone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Morty. Uh, Morty. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they acquitted me, Morty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they acquitted me, Morty. <laughs> I didn't do it, Morty. <laughs> I didn't do it to that woman, Morty. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dark. Anyways, That's horrible, yeah. Um, we'll be right back here on Let's Sick on Cinema. cinema. Mary Bland. I used to live in the building. You must swing, right? Wrong. Good night. We're still lucky to have found each other. A typical American couple. I know. Good night, dear. Sweet dreams. With a typical American dream and typical American problems. You are through at Play Liquor. Mr. Leach, I'm sure the bank has nothing to worry about. It's going to get everything that's coming to it. The bank wants to see what it's getting into. With the Blands, life was just a rat race. A cartoon mouth. Oh, great. Trigger likes you already. Oh, we like B and D, but we don't like S and M. We met at the EMP. But they found a way to beat it. Until Mr. Raul Mendoza, como esta usted? They met a hot-blooded, emotional, crazy Chicano. I'm a hot-blooded. Emotional, crazy Chicano. Eating Raul. Is it a thriller? Is it a romance? This was very wrong. Is it a tragedy? Excuse me. May I sit down? Yes. Is it a comedy? Yes, but not the type that you're used to. Eating Raul. Rated R. And we're back. <laughs> it's literally been hours. It's been a whole day. <laughs> it's pretty wild. It is weird. We've never done this before. Normally, we just do it. We, like, just, we just take a pee. We come back, get some drinks, sit down, record the rest of the podcast. Not not today. Not today. I've literally been to work and came back. Yeah. But you all don't know that until now. Yeah, so. Until we, we confessed. But, you know. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. We don't ever do that. No. But uh, it's time to talk some documentaries. Yay. Hey. Now, we're going to try not to be as long-winded like we did in the questions portion of this episode. Yes. And we're going to try to keep certain discussions at a minimum. <laughs> and uh, keep some semblance of levity and enjoyment. I feel like that's the reason why, like, it's probably the best idea to do these in chronological order, so yeah. we can get the the one that <laughs> the worst one out of the way first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, 
Yeah, let's just go ahead and kick this off. Yep. Nineteen. What is it? Fifty-six. Yeah, nineteen fifty-six by Alan Renais Renas Renais Resnas. Spooky, you know how to pronounce it. Yeah, I don't. We need spooky. <laughs> we need spooky, but he ain't watching this shit. He's listening right now, just cringing like, "Oh, the French." <laughs> <laughs> this is night and fog. Where do you even begin with this? The easy thing about this is the plots are a lot easier to describe than like when we did Jodorowsky. I mean, literally all you have to say plot-wise is the Holocaust. Yeah, so yeah, this is a documentary about, what? what is it, like a 32-minute, something like that? Is it what, between 32 minutes to 40 minutes, something like that, maybe? Documentary on uh, the Holocaust in 1956, so pretty fresh yeah. in the memory, and uh, one of the most poignant documentaries I have ever seen on the Holocaust as well. As I watched this and was completely and utterly shattered yeah. emotionally and left a husk of my former self. Yeah, it's in the top worst things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> As I take a draw off my... Uh, There's smoke. a lot of factors to it, too. Like, one, they talk about things I never thought about. Yeah. And really humanize the Holocaust in a way that I've never really seen a documentary do. Yeah, it's like a lot of people... When they talk about it, they talk about it as just this event in time. Mm-hmm. This brings a lot of, which I know Showa does the same thing but differently. Yeah, but it brings a lot of reality to mm-hmm. the situation. It's not like a history class where it's like, oh, this is something that's happened. Like it really does it in a way where it's like you kind of go through everything step by step as though it's yeah. in the moment. It's like, yes. All right. Here's how. Here's where we start. You know, here's the field, here's the empty field, now here's yeah. the concentration camp built. Which that was an aspect of it that I, like when I was thinking I was like, shit, people built this. Yeah. Like this didn't just appear, like this was made. Yeah, they, they, these places had to be built. Which I, that was a factor of it. I guess I just never really thought about, you know what I mean? Like I I knew that they had to be built, but I never really sat down and thought about like you know, there were people making these things. Yeah. <laughs> um and then you get to the trains, and then you get to the, you know, all the little details of what happened in the Holocaust and in the these concentration camps and so on and so on and so on. What's like, it literally breaks it down. Like, it goes from, it's like, I, I saw this, um, it was like, it was this article about, um, genocide, right? Mm-hmm. That's a hell of an article. Yeah. <laughs> Well, essentially, the way it talks about it is the whole process of something like this, that the way it happens is it starts with dehumanization. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's a whole process. I should have probably wrote it down, but essentially, it starts with, oh, we don't like these people. These people are not, we don't like them at all. Mm-hmm. And here's the reason why. And they start dehumanizing them and like, oh, they're not even human. To the point where you get to this certain, you get to a certain point where it's like, well, since they're not human and we don't like them, then we should probably get rid of them. Yeah. <clears throat> so then they end up building camps, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that's when full genocide takes over. Yeah, and like, you know, there's a few moments in this documentary that like. I think are super stark and very striking. Yeah. One is, uh, um, it's one of the images you see if you uh, look up Nine Fog. It's the girl on the train. Yeah. That's a moment that like is forever ingrained in my memory now. Yeah. Uh, there is also a moment where they start to talk about all the things they would do 
mm-hmm. after someone died, essentially processing these people as other cattle. Yeah, they they literally treated people like farm animals. So they referenced the hair of yeah. women and what the things they would use the hair for. And as the narrator, because this is all it is, is footage of the Holocaust and a narrator. That's yeah, it. That's and then it. some shots of, uh, you know, modern uh, concentration camp for then. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as the narrator is, like, discussing the, all the things they would use the hair for, the shot is on this mound of hair, and it pulls back, 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 and it just keeps going. Yeah. And this mound of hair is a mountain. And it is just one of the most, like, one of the moments in a documentary uh, or movie or whatever you want to say that I genuinely gasped at. (laughs) Yeah. And then right after that, it just keeps getting worse. Yeah. Because it's like they try to turn their bodies into soap. Mm -hmm. They try to use their skin as paper. And it's like, I know it's a part of a movie that we'll talk about one day, but Ilsa, they literally would turn people into fucking like lamps and shit Mm -hmm. this is shit that's like that's legit they did shit like this yeah and the joy divisions yeah the joy oh my god you know that's a real thing that was the brothels those were real well essentially (laughs) talk about it in not in vogue (laughs) yeah which is something i didn't really think about but they turned these concentration camps especially the labor camps into towns towns yeah you had your uh, hierarchies and your subdivisions and you know there was a whole uh, almost <laughs> almost a not a democracy but a theocracy yeah. i guess would be the best way to put it <laughs> well it's like you had the labor camps then i say then you had like just the full on like just concentration camps then extermination camps well in the documentary you know they break down the like the um, hierarchy of everything like, yeah. you had these people who like they were kind of like almost like the leaders of the of the captives yeah you know and they kind of got special treatment and shit like that because they were the ones that would like rat people out mm. and you kind of see that in like a movie like um um schindler's list yeah when he rats the kid out in the toilet you know yeah and you i think you even see that in something like the boy in the striped pajamas which i even feel like we'll even do one day too man i don't, I don't know how much more holocaust shit i can do <laughs> well look man <laughs> at, at least I mean, I can't even say it's fictional because it's not. It's not. It's just a fictional movie. It's a fictional movie. It's 1,000% based on factual events. <laughs> and w- Which brings me to a point that I feel like we- we've got to discuss, which is a bit of a elephant in the room type situation. And that's the people who deny this shit. Yeah. I mean, like, when there's literal proof... Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's hearsay. No, not, not, it's not to, doctored imagery. Not to get all political or whatnot, right? Is that political? But, hang, hang on, hang on. Okay, okay. Not to get all political on everybody here, but it fucking happened. Is that, that's what's weird to me. Is like, is that political? No, I mean, I'm joking, but I'm trying to bring some levity to this, but there's no, there's no way. <laughs> that's the problem. There is no levity to Not in Fog at all. There's no levity to this entire fucking event. There's nothing positive that came out of this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure there's some asshole out there who's like, well, the science of it. It's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, like, it still is like, was, was that worth however many people died? And the fact that so many of these people who did this heinous shit 
didn't get prosecuted. Which they talk about in Night and Fog. Yeah. <laughs> we brought them here. Mm-hmm. To do shit. To get us a space. Spice! Spice! <laughs> yeah. There you go, there's levity. There's some levity, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, as much as this is not a, not a good time to watch, it is, like I said, it's stark. It's, yeah. it's brutal. It's horrific in every aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it is beyond powerful. Like, it will haunt you forever. So Something I'll, I do want to ask you, though, is... Uh, like I, I've always wondered this because I was exposed to this shit at a very, very early age. When did you, I guess, begin to know about the Holocaust? Uh, shit. I'm... How old were you? Probably. Oh, hello. Hello, ma'am. <laughs> Cat's here to give some levity. There you go. Spar wants some treats. Probably. Hang I'll on. I'll talk about the Holocaust while you get treats. Um, I don't exactly what age I was when I first heard about the Holocaust. Uh, I mean, the problem around here is like, you know, you hear the stereotype about like the football coach history teacher, and in this area that is 1,000% the truth. Like, of course, I learned about the Holocaust and all that and stuff in school, but I really didn't learn about this shit until I got into college. Yeah. That was my first good history teacher. Like, I took history class in college and was like, Oh, wait a minute. History's actually interesting. Yeah. <laughs> There's, you know, this is actually really cool. Like, if you if you want to know something that's kind of sad, is I learned about the Holocaust because of, not a history teacher, a fucking English teacher. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it, it felt like she felt like, she felt like that. Um, She's like, I'm going to fuck this kid up. I don't think that was the intention. <laughs> But we ended up like doing like presentations on like events in history, like tra- like there was this whole presentation about like tragedies in human history, and like the topics that we had to do, were the, the, you know, that were were available was like Pompeii, um, the Hindenburg, and a couple. It was like a couple others and the Holocaust, and. My dumbass chose the Holocaust. <laughs> and I've not been the same since then. <laughs> because it, it's the it was like the first time I was exposed to how cruel human human beings can be. Mm-hmm. And I was probably 12, 13. Right. Like and, I, said, I was probably in the same age the first time, you know, I learned about the yeah. Holocaust. Like I said like like what the, the true impact of World War Two and everything like that, I was lost upon me until honestly college because I said all my history teachers were just shit. Yeah, you know. What's well, like I, I had to be like Holocaust. It was bad. Yeah. Here's how many people died. <laughs> now select the right answer on this test. <laughs> you know, like that was it. That was my schooling. That, that's just the, like another problem in general, but that's the for a, a different day. I feel like. Mm. Talk about education. Yeah, especially in this area. Yeah, like, as you said, like, the history teacher that's also the football coach who's not even in class half the fucking time. Yeah, all he gave a shit was, like, was about the football season, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like some of the history teachers I had in school, they were just like, all right, here you go, here's your book, read it. Here's a video. Yeah, here's a video. We watched a lot of movies in history class. Yeah. <laughs> Which, history was the subject I was the most fascinated with. Mm-hmm. And still am. But 
I don't know. It just it, it sucked because you were not given the information that you wanted, mm-hmm. and I had to get the information from a goddamn English teacher. Yeah, and I don't know. It, it fucked me up from an, so, so early of an age. <laughs> like, <laughs> because, like, you, you learned about it probably when, like, the internet was kind of in its infancy. At least home internet, right? Yeah. I didn't have the internet until high school. Yeah. Well, I did a lot. Like, I had to do like, research for this, like, PowerPoint presentation at home. So, um... Sorry. Um, so essentially, I had access to everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. Like, it's been a topic that's fucked with me ever since. And it should fuck with everybody, of course. And I think that's the reason why we're talking about this movie for this episode. Because I think sometimes we have to take a step back and realize sometimes the worst things you know in our you know not in our community per se but the most disturbing things you can learn about are the real things oh it's always gonna be that way yeah and I feel like it doesn't get worse than this you'd be hard pressed (laughs) It it doesn't get worse than you know the extermination of over fucking eight million people or whatever the number is mm-hmm. because like i've heard six million i've heard eight million nine million ten million i've heard those numbers change because we don't even know the true like gravity of how bad this event was yeah and this documentary shows that it's one of it's one of the most important documentaries out there. Yeah, it's like I don't understand how someone could watch a documentary like this and still be like, mm, didn't have it. It's, it. I mean, it's probably because they're fucking Nazi themselves, probably, and want to just deny the fact that this happened. A lot of Nazis in our area too. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, a lot of I I work with the public and I see a lot of swastika tattoos and SS tattoos, and I'm like. You're a real piece of shit, man. Yeah, I like to rip their fucking eyes out of their skull. And but... I do understand that sometimes, like, in the prison society, people will get tattoos of that nature. Not because they truly believe in that stuff, but because it keeps them safe. It's and I sa- do understand that. Yeah. I don't want to make that clear, because, like, not everybody who, unfortunately, has that on them is a Nazi. Some of them regret it deeply. Yeah. But in order to survive a, another unfortunate situation, you know, they kind of had to do it. Yeah. Because it's a gang mark, basically. Yeah, it's essentially like, oh, these people have my back. Yep. Type of thing. Yeah. But still, you know. It's still not good, of fuck course. Fuck Nazi. Oh, yeah, yeah, fuck Nazis. Yeah. So. yeah I, I think that goes without saying. Oh, it should. Whether whether they are a fucking skinhead with, you know, Nazis and SSs all over them, or a fucking asshole in a suit mm-hmm. walking down the street, if they're a fucking Nazi, a fascist, then fuck them. Yeah. And that's the thing about it too. It's like, you know, like with Kanye West. I know oh this is God. an odd <laughs> transition, but it does it does factor in. It's like why when he went on Alex Jones and was like, there's a lot of things about Hitler that I like, though we all memed it and laughed at it. Yeah. This is the reason why he deserved to be shit on for it. Yep. Because uh, Adolf Hitler tortured and caused the suffering of so many people that it forever left a stain on the world. Yeah. 
I mean, that's not even getting into like some of the the worst of the worst when it comes to the Nazi officers, like Mangala, mm-hmm. him uh, was it Heinrich Himmler, all these fucking like true monsters. The worst of the worst. <laughs> like the I, worst that ever will be. <laughs> it's like I know that it's best to when we, when we look at like people who do horrible things it's best to just see them with the, what they are and that's a piece of shit mm-hmm. but this is truly abominable acts yeah this is inhuman but it, it, it feels like it's inhuman but it it totally was it's very human in a way yeah and it, I think it's by far the worst event in human history, and there's no way of getting around that. And everyone should watch this documentary. That's the thing about it too is like, regardless of like, you know, how horrible it is to watch, I think everybody should have to sit down and watch this at least once. Yeah, to understand everything, to have the gravitas of what this event really was. Exactly. You know, <clears throat> and it's short. Yeah, and it goes by real quick. Let me tell you. I mean, the thing is, it's it's thirty, it's like thirty minutes, but you travel through, you know, years, mm-hmm. and you get to see just how bad this shit was. Yep, unflinching. Yeah, it's an unflinching look at something that shouldn't be flinched at. Mm-hmm. This shit should be taught in every fucking school. <laughs> this shit should be taught. To everybody. Yeah. Everyone should know about this shit. Which I do think, you know, it's part of the curriculums is, you know, World War Two and the Holocaust. In, in but not, it is never like, it is, I don't know, in schools you're just never going to be given the full brunt of everything. No, they, they, they want to, a lot of times they sugarcoat it. Yeah, they're going to give it that historical glitter on it, you know what I mean? Well, it's like, I know it's, a, it's, it's like a stereotype of the South, but it's not even a stereotype. It's like even... You know, when you learn about slavery, right, or you learn about, you know, black history and the whole idea that's like, oh, slavery ended, Martin Luther King came in, the and, and then <laughs> racism was over. The end. It's like, no, motherfucker. That's not how it works at all. Or the fact that, like, it is a shoot that people around here uh, will, like, learn that, like, uh, um, Civil War was over... Um, Fucking states rights, state or rights. And, sorry, I've got to get from working. My brain ain't working. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Money, currency. Well, yeah, currency, but um, economics. Economics. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I was I went brain dead for seconds. But what, what that is, that is Southern teaching. You know what I mean? That just is what it is. Well, where do you think that currency came from? Yeah, exactly. Where do you think the economics? Where do you think the economic system grew out of? Regardless, that's a diatribe we don't need to get into right now. No. Uh, but yeah, not in fog. I think it's immensely important. I think it's one of the most important, if not the most important, documentary ever made. And, yep. Uh, yeah, you should educate yourself and watch it. Um, everybody should own it. Yeah. If you collect, everybody should own Night in Fog. I mean, it's like it's in the Criterion Collection. Wait for a sale. Pick it up for twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Watch it. Have your day ruined. Never watch it again, but at least you know. Yeah, and, and just educate yourself if you're not, if you don't have that already, because this shit's important. And there's a lot of people who still carry this fucking ideology. Mm-hmm. And whenever you see that ideology, you should fucking dismiss it immediately. Yeah. But 
I, th- I, th- I think I can get off a soapbox there and uh, move on. <laughs> Moving on to 1967. <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> this is all you, buddy. You did this. This is not fun. No. This is horrible. <laughs> this is the worst. Worst it'll ever be. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm, I'm the idiot this week. This is Frederick Wiseman's Titty Cut Follies. Is that how you pronounce it? I've heard Titty Cut Follies. Titty Cut Follies. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, so this documentary uh, is a pretty much a moment in time kind of documentary. I don't want to say day in life because it goes over several days, but it is kind of like that. It's a slice of life where it's like there's not well, a... Re- it's a slice of life, all right. <laughs> it's, there's not a real, like... You know, it doesn't follow one key figure or it tells one distinct story. Yeah. It's just you go into this mental ho- this mental hospital, which is a mental hospital for the criminally insane. Yeah. And you see what a little day-to-day is like there. Yeah. So, what, what also, uh, Intercut, sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, you're good. Intercut is this very bizarre... I don't know if it's a talent show thing or just a pageant they're doing or what it is, but it's really weird and it feels like something out of a out of a William Freakin movie. <laughs> it does, and I feel like a William Freakin movie probably was very inspired by this if he saw it. Which one? Um, the Nuts Configuration. That's nope, not, that's not him, that's is not, it? That's William Peter Blatley. Blatley, yeah. Yeah, the guy who wrote <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The Exorcist. <laughs> yes, William Peter Blatley. I get those two confused. I don't know. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, um, um, freaking directed exorcism blatantly wrote it so yeah I, I get them mixed up sorry sorry everybody yeah um, I'm we're going through one movie and I'm drained <laughs> this is horrible <laughs> anyway I'm dry I'm dry I'm dry but anyway like you're talking you say like oh this is a slot it's like a slice of life type movie right yeah, 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 a yeah. slice a slice yeah it's if a you, moment in time if you're just compare this to a dessert right this would be a stomach bile cheesecake. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it it's shot very well. Yeah, it's the, the, the stark black and white, the very, yeah. the very high contrast black and white is very nice. Um, adds a lot to it, adds a lot of atmosphere and a lot yeah. of tension. Arguably, there is some manipulative editing in it, arguably. I'd, I, I mean, I can see that, but... I guess they had to find a way to tell what's going on. For I do think it's for a reason. Yeah. That they did it. They did the editing. And the particular one I'm talking about is the uh, what is probably the worst scene in the movie, the force oh feeding God. scene, where they yeah. force a feeding tube down a uh, patient's nose when the patient is uh, not. Uh, I can't think tonight, man. You're gonna tell me. You're going to take the lead on he, this one, boys. Oh, it's been a long night at work. Oh, great. I got to take the lead. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Essentially, he's not eating. Yeah. And he's refusing to eat. So they've f- forced the feeding tube down his nose into his stomach so he will eat. Also, shout out to Tanner Tubok, who, when watching this for his channel, gagged at the scene where they were putting the tube down his nose. It's rough. <laughs> it's rough. But it made me gag. I could see how it could, though. I, the worst part for me was them pulling it out. 
Mm-hmm. And also shout out, to, shout out to show me something wrong as they, I think they both had this procedure done to them. Mm, yeah, I remember them yeah. talking about that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which, but that is oof. intercut with scenes of them performing, not an autopsy, but preparing, the, either preparing an autopsy or just preparing a body. Yeah, for which a burial. It looks like it's the same person, but I, I can't tell. You. But we're also not clear if it is or if it's not. Yeah. So it is a bit of manipulating because it's like you know, oh, they killed him. That's yeah. what that's what the editing is insinuating. They killed this man. Is that true? I don't really know. I don't know. And on and it's one of those things that's like, oh, probably should have done my research beforehand. But again, this is a very loose formatted podcast. Oh yeah, we don't research much at all. We watch movies. We do a little bit of research when it when it feels necessary. Yeah. The most research we've had on this show was spooky. Yeah, for sure. He's schooled our asses. But yeah, like you know, like I said, I can't sit here and say, but like I doesn't, I don't think even that changes the meaning and the message of the no. documentary because it's like ultimately, like regardless if they, you know, the guy didn't die of that or you know wasn't even the same guy, it doesn't change the fact that what they did was wrong. Yeah, and you know, all the tactics they're doing in this documentary are wrong. Yeah, and they're essentially torturing these people. <laughs> you know, even though like it's under the guise of helping them, I I don't understand how it's supposed to be helping them, but it's supposed to be. What's oh god? I mean it. It's one of those things where it's like, what, what this documentary does best is just exposes the underbelly of what goes on behind a closed door of a facility that's supposed to help people. It's supposed to be helping people, yeah. And when in reality, in a lot of cases, they're not. They're just being fucking cruel. Mm-hmm. Which you see that when there's a patient who is constantly harassed and bullied by the yeah, I guess guards. What do you? What would you call them? I guess they're guards. I mean, I don't know what else you would like refer to them as. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's this movie's fucking like it, it's a great movie, but it's fucking horrible. And like the, the you know, you have like the nurses who you know they don't feel like they quite understand what's happening when they aren't there. Yeah, you know, because they're all happy and jovial, and it's like behind closed doors, behind all that, is these people who are just there, you know, stripping them naked and you know, humiliating, humiliating them. them and teasing them, and you know, there's a moment in the documentary too with this guy, I believe his name is Jim, and oh. they just keep like being like. <laughs> Thought you said you could clean your room, Jim, and just like basically causing him to have an episode. Yeah, you know, it's almost like they saw that the camera was there, and they're like, "Oh, look, look what we're gonna fucking do." Yeah, like, hey, you want to see a trick, or basically, you want to see something funny? Little did they know is this was a. I got. I don't know if it was intentional or not. I can't. I'd say it was probably. Uh, this this is like one of the earlier examples of a fucking hit piece. Oh yeah, this is a brutal expose of this facility, <laughs> and and Frederick Frederick Wiseman does such a fucking great job of showing why this shit's bad. Mm-hmm. And again, I feel like this movie even has its own elephant in the room to talk about, and that's the reason why this movie was banned. <laughs> Because I feel like, besides like your Cannibal Holocaust that we talk about, that get banned in countries, mm-hmm. this movie for a long time was banned in the U.S. Yeah, <laughs> which rarely happens. Mm-hmm. I know it happened to Pink Flamingos at one point. Yeah, which you know, that's probably just homophobia. But <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, there there was a guy who sings out his asshole, and it's pretty, pretty graphic. Yeah, I don't care. I don't give a shit. 
Sound nope. the alarm. Huh? Sound the alarm. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead with your point. Um, Why it was banned in America. Yeah, this was banned in America because it... It was this whole legal loophole they found was like, oh, the patients didn't sign consent uh, consent forms and shit like that. So, and it, but that also becomes a gray area. Like, well, can they? I would argue many of the people here probably don't even know their names. Not just that, but it's like if you go into a jail and film, does every inmate have to sign a release form, or is that since they're incarcerated? I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? That's a legit question. I do not know the answer to that. I mean, the, the real answer here, I feel like, is the the people involved with this hospital saw that this movie was making the rounds mm-hmm. and, like, festivals and shit, and we're like, uh-oh. Yeah, probably a lot of it comes down to, like, oh, shit, this is a real blemish. Yeah, this is this makes us look really bad. Let's, let's sweep this thing under the rug. <laughs> let, let, let's dispose of this as quickly yeah, as possible. Yeah, let's get this out of here. <laughs> and to this day, there is, as far as I know anyway, it, people can correct me if I'm wrong, there hasn't been an official release of this. Mm-hmm. It's just made its way onto like the internet. I know. I think there's a website called Canopy, which I think is like a documentary website or something like that, mm-hmm. that does host this on there. But besides that, I cannot sit here and tell you whether or not this has a legit release at all. And besides, I think that's what makes it so notorious. Yeah. Because ultimately, like, it's an infuriating, and it is generally disturbing. Yeah. Uh, documentary, but it's not one that it doesn't feel or feature things that you normally would see in the quote unquote disturbing movies list. Kind yeah, of movies. you know, it's much more of a realistic look at a terrible situation, and it doesn't have like overly graphic <laughs> violence or you know, if anything, the next one we're talking about, the act of killing, you know, discusses things much more graphic and disturbing. Yeah, but because this movie is was so hard to see, it's mm. notoriety built and built and built and built and I do think that once you watch it you know as far as like how disturbing it is it is a bit overplayed yeah it's exaggerated a little bit it is disturbing but it's it, disturbing yeah. for a completely different reason it isn't what I think what a lot of people would think it is it's not something like you're not going to see someone get their head blown off or anything like that you don't even see any physical violence against the inmates no but you see emotional you know, just torture and um, manip- just manipulating. A and, lot of de- uh, de- degradation. <laughs> yeah, uh, degradation and humiliation. One of the worst parts of the documentary for me is something that's not even, like, overtly even shocking. Like, it's not uh, someone naked being accosted by the guards. It's this guy who is claiming to be completely sound of mind. Yeah begging them to let him go because being here is causing him to get fucked up. Yeah. Like, being so aware of his surroundings is the problem. And that is terrifying. The ideal that, like, you could be, like, um, uh, fucking, uh, what's it called when you get put into a mental institution? Uh, um, institutionalized? Yeah. You can be institutionalized and not need to be. Yeah. You know, you see, it's a trope in a lot of movies where it's like, oh. And songs. And songs. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, mo- I'm talking about movies where it's like, you know, I made my husband seem like he's crazy, so now he's institutionalized, so I could take his inheritance. Like, they actually yeah. talked about this recently on an episode to show me something wrong. Oh, okay. Like, I don't know how, like, is the, it seems like it'd be way harder to do that than the movies make it out to be. Yeah. But it's like, the fact that that could happen is terrifying. Dude. Like, you could be there and be like, 
I got to get out of here. Yeah. You know, I don't belong here. <laughs> What's well, like, again, I don't think this is political. This is just reality. But there's a certain point in time where in institutions, gay people were just thrown into institutions because like, oh, no, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. So they're in here with people who are like legit, like mentally disturbed when they just love somebody. Well, too, it's like in this documentary, you got like this ninth configuration esque thing too. Where Dude, yeah. The, the therapist of the institution feels like an inmate. Yeah, who's just like put on a lab coat and is like, "Yep, I'm the therapist." Yeah, and the th- oh my he god, seems just as like unhinged as a lot of the people in this institution. He's like, he's like, oh, have you ever had homosexual desires? Yeah. Ha- have you ever had sex with a man? Have you ever done this? How many times a day do you masturbate? It's like, bro, what the, what is going on? He feels, like I said, it literally feels like, like ninth configuration. Yeah. Like he's actually one of the inmates and they're just like letting him do this because it what helps him. It almost <laughs> feels like this is where inmates run the asylum came from. <laughs> yeah, right. John's box cutter. Oh shit, is it? Yeah. Oh, damn it. Fell on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. Like it's, it's fucking, he, that, that character, well, I say character, but he's a real person. He's a real person. Is yeah. mind numbing and bizarre. Yeah. I don't man and the talk about like the pageant and or um uh talent show segments yeah. they're so surreal yeah and and it's like it, it almost feels like Todd Browning yeah it almost feels like a, like a segment from like Freaked yeah Freaks from Todd Browning Freaked <laughs> well it feels like that at times too but <laughs> you know Freaks and it's like was this staged for the documentary or is this just something they actually do what the way I take it is, it's essentially just a way for um, them to sh- show off, you know, I guess inmates or patients, and being like, "Look how good they're doing, how well adjusted they are." And then you get the contrast of that and people being completely fucking dehumanized mm-hmm. and treated like animals. I thought it was either that or kind of like almost like a field trip kind of thing. Yeah, where it's like well, it's not a field trip because they don't leave, but yeah, it's like oh here you know today we're doing this. It's kind of like field day at a school kind yeah. of thing where it's like oh you know you don't got to do this today, you get to have fun kind of yeah. Thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's 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 really fucking weird. Yeah, that's the best way to describe the documentary in a lot of ways. It's just like because like there's moments where I'm like, is this staged, or was this something this institution actually does? And it's very possible it's something that they just did. Like there's the part where the um, the warden, I guess he'd be the warden. I don't know what else you would call. I know warden is more a prison thing, but this kind of is a prison in a way. More than in a way, it it is a prison basically. Yeah, they treat people like. They're in fucking Guantanamo. Uh, Gu- How you say that? Guantanamo. Guantanamo. Yeah. But he, like he comes out and he's giving this big hurrah speech about like how you know they're the best and everything like that. Yeah. And now they love all their inmates and you know all the patients here, and it, it literally feels like the opening thing of Frankenstein. Yeah. Like it feels like James Will's Frankenstein. I don't know. Those that those segments are so fucking strange and almost creepier. Yeah. Than it may have ever should have been. I don't know. I don't know if that was the point of it, but they're legitimately creepy. It's some of the most like surreal shit that yeah. you'll see. Yeah, it feels un- completely unnatural. Yeah. And just out of place. But in, a, t- but in a good way, because yeah. it really adds a strange juxtaposition to the film. I was not even talking about the guy who's like playing the trombone while the guy's doing a headstand. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Or the communist debate. Oh my god. It's like I'm like, shit, it's just this is just Reddit right here. (laughs) Reddit. It's just 
<laughs> just turn on the TV. Yeah, this is just modern society right here. It yeah. just never changed. Nope, nothing changed. Nothing changes. Yeah, I don't know. Titicut Follies is an interesting watch. I I think all three of these are movies that everyone should watch at least once. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they all three kind of work together because they're all very controversial. For sure. Because it's like Night and Fog on like literally the heels of the Holocaust happening. Yeah. Is like here's everything that happened in your face. Mhm. I you know, I don't know any of the history of like if there was any backlash towards Night, Night Fog. Fog. I don't know. But I know Tinicate Follies was literally fucking banned yeah. until like the late 80s early 90s. Like you could not watch it until the ban was lifted. Yeah. Or until the internet era. Yeah. You know, I, this was probably, like, I don't know for certain, because, you know, I wasn't of that era, but this was probably a tape-traded kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Heavy bootleg movie, you know? Oh, definitely. And it's like, when we get to the act of killing, it's like, if you want to see something really, really shocking, like, the act of killing's credits, 90% of them are anonymous. Which we'll get into that here in a minute, but that's fucking haunting. Very frightening. Because these people are afraid to put their name on it. Yeah. Yep. Um, Holy fuck, this episode is so devastating. So dark. (laughs) It's very dark. It's like, and again, I know I did this. You did this. But I feel like this is like very much like Paradise Lost. This is the kind of stuff that's like... It's time to get real for a moment and realize that the world ain't sunshine and rainbows. I don't think they needed us to talk about disturbing documentaries to know that, but I mean, it's I, true. Get, I get where you're coming from. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, especially like with some of the shit we talk about, right? It's like sometimes, sometimes we talk about some really goofy shit on the show, mm-hmm. which I enjoy. Yeah, I do too. I love that. <laughs> but what I'm what I'm trying what I'm trying to get at is like. It's important to talk about this shit. Yeah, for sure. I understand. What it's you're like, about. are we the most educated to talk about it? Probably not. No. But if people haven't seen these movies, I couldn't even think of the word economics a minute ago. We, I am tired. Though. That's the thing. Well, no. you just got off from work, and I've been dealing with a headache for three days now. <laughs> so three goddamn days. Three fucking days. I've literally took two high strength Tylenols and four ibuprofen, and it hasn't went away. <laughs> this is gonna be that whole deal where I'm gonna have to turn everything off and put a damn wet rag on my head. <laughs> That's been the only way out of this bullshit. Damp it up. Damp it up. Um. But, so yeah, uh, it's like it's a devastating talk for sure but I feel like eventually we had to get to these because they're some of the most important documentaries that are also very 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 disturbing it is crazy though because like you know to speak on Titty Cut Follies a little bit before we move on yeah um, the infamy that movie has yeah because like when I first started going down the disturbing movie rabbit hole or extreme movie or whatever you want to refer to it as one of the first disturbing movie iceberg (laughs) One of the like when I first started googling like lists of the most disturbing movies ever made, <laughs> yeah. this was one of the first ones that was consistently on a bunch of lists. Um, because like I feel like it's just it's a different kind of disturbing. It's mm-hmm. not like you know it's not like Maniac where you see someone's head blown off in a car, yeah. or it's not like Cannibal Holocaust. This is like it's literally just you know as you said a slice of life type of documentary, mm-hmm. but it's 
fucking horrible. It's hell. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's like when you turn this on, it's like walking into hell. Mm. And I'm not saying that in like disrespectful way. No. Towards you know the subject matter, it's just like the the stuff these people go through is literal hell. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially the guy who probably shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. And probably should, you know, be let out, and they're not letting him out. No, they're actually, at one point, they're just talking about upping his fucking um, tranquilizers. <sighs> it's like, yeah, that's that's what he needs. Yeah, he just he needs to be, be drugged more. <laughs> you know, yeah. like... I don't know. It's... It's a devastating movie, but I feel like it's another one of it's another one to add to the list of stuff. It's like, you know, the whole like, oh, we talked about it earlier, but it's like, oh, the movies you have to watch before you die. Mm-hmm. I feel like all three of these are stuff that you are must watches before <laughs> before you kick the bucket. Yeah, um, and they all like go together too in a weird way because it yeah. all it's just three movies that kind of just showcases human atrocities. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, anything else you want to say about titty cut foley's? Um, it, except for the fact that it's, you know, it's extremely important. And if it, I wish it would get a official, like, Blu-ray type thing. It feels like something Criterion would do. Yeah, I just don't know what the legal shit is anymore. It's hard to say. I mean, who knows what the f- the future of this movie holds? To be honest, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to say what the future of physical media holds. So yeah, you know, not just did this film. There's a lot of films that are in limbo. Who know? Who the fuck knows? Yeah, what will ever happen with them? Once well, like there's movies out there that are made and you can find online, but who the fuck knows? Who has I- any of the shit to them? Yeah, who knows where fucking Titty Cup Follies actually is? Who knows where the version we watch came from? Mm-hmm. Who has the rights? Yeah, who who has the rights to this? Well, I imagine it would be Frederick Wiseman's estate, probably, or you know, <laughs> or in a worst case scenario, the government <laughs> has the rights to it. Good luck. Good luck getting that out. That ain't happening. Especially since this shit still happens. Yeah. And speaking of that, <laughs> the act of killing. Moving on to 2012. Yep. Uh, Joshua Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Yeah. Oppenheimer. This is, uh, <laughs> I believe, an Oscar-winning documentary. Uh, it's either Oscar-winning or at least nominated. Yeah. The act of killing. Which, if it didn't win the Oscar, I want to see what did for best documentary because mm. I don't know, like. Out of everything here, like when it comes to like just a documentary, I guess this and Night and Fog are the best. Yeah, like it, like Night and Fog actually tells like a story, like the story of what you know, you know the past atrocities of what this group did, which we'll get to here in a second, and literally having them relive their their crimes. Yeah, which is. When you say that, it seems insane. Like it, it seems like it's not real. Yeah, it, it really se- does. It seems like this is something that would be made into a fictional movie, but it's not. This is real. So yeah, <laughs> so the act of killing tells the tale of uh, Indonesia. Is this in, is this in Indonesia? I believe it's Indonesia. Okay, um, I can talk. Talk. I can pull it up probably. Anyways, where uh, when did when did these uh, events take place? The sixties. Oh, it's either the 60s or 
70 something like that anyways um the military <laughs> the military took over the government and decided to uh push out the communist party of uh, indonesia and by doing so uh partnered with the mob of the areas and uh you're right by the way indonesia yeah and began to, uh, by pushing out the communists, they began to kill anyone who was uh, accused of being communist. Not even proven to be a true communist, yeah. but accused. Essentially, Salem's witch trial thing. Yep. Where it was like, if you were accused of being communist, you were pretty much sentenced to death. Or you were essentially forced to pay this group money, which mm-hmm. they get into at one point. Extorting. Yeah, yeah they are, would extort the, quote, communists. So essentially you had all these gangsters and these paramilitary groups uh, going around and being judge, jury, and executioner, mm-hmm. and killing thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. Yeah. And uh, still being in power to this day, and being seen as heroes of this country by its government. <laughs> yep. And essentially, from there on, we have, you know, a um, the man behind the camera filming them is like, you know, it was like at one point they bring up the fact that it's like, oh, we made a movie about this too, mm-hmm. it's a like, propaganda film. Yeah, and it's like, okay, well, let's let's make another one. So they start making this whole fucking movie. We follow, his name is Anwar uh, Congo. Yeah, Anwar Congo. Uh, he was a gangster who was commissioned by the paramilitary groups to be a killer. Yeah, to be a... Executioner. An executioner for hire, pretty much. Yeah, and uh, him and his group of friends begin to make this documentary to try and, I guess, come to terms... Yeah. With what they did, but their rationale behind everything is still strange and very questionable. Yeah, very much so. And, uh, yeah, essentially that's the act of killing. (laughs) It's complicated. It is. It's very complicated. And it, like, blends this, like, you know, these, these, like... It blends several things together. Like, you get the stories of the atrocities that they committed and the horrors they caused and how awful it was and how deeply disturbing it was. You get these people talking about it like it's just old war buddy stories. Oh, my God, yeah. And then you get them making this movie, which is this strange, surrealistic aspect of the film that, like, seems like it's made on another planet almost. Like It's the, Lynchian. The way <laughs> the way uh, Oppenheimer does it, it has a different color correcting to it. Yeah. Almost has this purple sun hue as though it's not of this world. And yeah. it truly, like, the movie opens with them, like, at this waterfall, like, yeah. singing this grand epic song and it's just like you're thrusted into the strange fucking world that doesn't seem real yeah but then you're snapped right into harsh reality and i'm pretty sure like even the movie stuff is in a different aspect ratio yeah than what the rest of the documentary is well if you look up the act of killing you'll see the the cover is this fish with this ramp yeah coming out of it and these dancers like coming out it's just the most bizarre yeah realistic aspect of the film but also really interesting and adds a lot of layers to the film as well because yeah. you start to see these people like you know literally visually seeing what they did yeah and you know how they come to terms with it whether it be they push back on it they they revel in it or they become horrified by it yeah which you get a little bit of all of that you do absolutely yeah it's like oh man um 
yeah, this, this this movie is so fucking fascinating. Like, I it's like there's even a a sequel to this that I didn't know about. I don't know if you knew about this. No, directed by Oppenheimer. It's on. Uh, I, th- I think it's on Tubi. Mm-hmm. Everything's on Tubi. Well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> that don't surprise me. It's like there's a bunch of movies that don't even have like physical releases <laughs> yeah. on Tubi. I'm like, how the fuck do they do this? <laughs> but that, who the fuck would even know what they are? Yeah, you know. But anyways, keep going. <laughs> Where essentially you have the paramilitary groups talking with victims families holy shit which I need to watch eventually once I get the, the fucking courage <laughs> to sit in and watch that because that's probably going to be fucking devastating yeah but oh my god I don't even know where to fucking continue, continue with this it's well it's just... like when you when you get the gangsters from particular which is Anwar and his buddy yeah the hefty set dude hmm. who ends up playing a woman in the movie which is so bizarre <laughs> which is now an act of legal in the state of Tennessee now, sound the alarm <laughs> Uh, um, God damn it! <laughs> you just derailed me. God damn it! I'm trying to talk about something. You just derailed my ass. Anyways, okay. Yeah. It, uh, uh, the, um, you follow them through the majority of the movie, and it's like <laughs> it's. I don't even know how to explain it, but it's like the, the, the juxtaposition almost shows the dichotomy of what they feel. Yeah, because the heftier set guy, he's still all about it. Yeah, he always all about it. He loves what they did. He thinks what they did was for the good of the country. He fuck for the better good. Yeah, he's, I just heard it's kind of thrown around a lot. He's fucking still extorting Chinese. Yeah, like at one point they go to this like market and he's just like, just being like, oh no, you got to give us more donation or we won't take it. <sighs> you know, and it's like, what does that even fucking mean? Like, okay, they don't take it. I'd rather not give you money, but if you don't give them money, they probably burn your fucking hut down. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, he's still all about it. He's still criminal up. And in Congo, I feel like he, like, you know, like, he's haunted by it, but doesn't want to admit it. Yeah. Because he just throws random things out where he's like, yeah, you know, sometimes I wake up screaming and, you know, maybe it's because of all the killing I did. I don't know. You know? Like, yeah. Like, I, he's, I don't feel he's a sympathetic character at all. No. Like, even though he is the one who's kind of being like, I don't know if what we did was right. Yeah. In... Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's like, I don't know if what we did is, you know, what God would have wanted. Mm-hmm. That's the line he says at one point where it stuck to my bones a little bit. I was like, hmm. Fuck, dude. <laughs> well, they the way they talk about the killing is so strange. Yeah. Where it's but, like, it was wrong because we killed people who didn't want to die. Yeah. Not because they just killed somebody. Like, it's, had they wanted to die? Ah, cool. No problem at all. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, then it's perfectly fine to kill them. But, but because they didn't want to die, well, now that's a problem. Yeah, that's the problem now. That's the problem. <laughs> I just, I don't understand this mindset at all. It's strange. They, at one point, one of his friends comes to help work on the movie. Yeah. His name is Aldi. Yeah. And he, to me, is one of the most strangest characters in the movie. Yeah. Because as soon as he's there, he's like, I was all bullshit, man. You know, what we did was horrible. Yeah. You know, you know, we we committed crimes, the worst crimes imaginable, and for what? And then at one point they're in the car and they start talking about it's like, well, what if you know talking about this, you know, and confessing to this, you know, what if you know you're brought up on trial? Yeah. And then it's almost like he's like, well, fuck, not me. 
Why yeah. would you put me on trial? I didn't, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like backing out immediately. Like he had this, like he was already and like full of morality and ready to go. But then it's like, <laughs> you know, I ain't going to fucking jail. You know, I'm only saying this because fucking uh, what's it called when you can't charge somebody? Uh, oh, uh, what's it called? Yeah, I can't think of anything now because I'm so fucking tired. Yeah, but, I can't uh, either. Um, I just I, we both just got back from work. <laughs> Fucking uh, uh, immunity. Well, it's, it is that, but it's, yeah. that's not the term as used for it. It's basically when it's like when it's the crime has been uh, happened too far back to be charged. For. Oh, statute of limitations. Statute of limitations. Yes. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm only confessing this because the statute of limitations is up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it was like, uh, if it wasn't for that, I'm fucking. I'm just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is so infuriating. And then you just get to like the politics of this country. Oh my where god. Where you have like the vice president being like, well, if they're gangsters, then I'm a gangster. We need gangsters. We need people to push people around. <sighs> and you get this like military guy who's like part of like he's the leader of one of the paramilitary groups and he's just like, this country was a lot better when we had a dictator. You know, it's just god fucking damn. like it's insane. It is insane to see how far the corruption of this fucking country goes. What's well, like the news broadcast? Oh, the newspaper guy is one of the worst moments. No, I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about the one that are on like the news channel thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like, oh, they they killed those communists. Yeah, they got them. Yeah, the, those communists they weren't even human. It's like there is a couple moments in this documentary that I think is some of the most like starkest moments of any documentary I've ever seen. Yeah. One is the newspaper editor. Oh, my God. Who is just like, you know, I do not know where that man's brain is at. Yeah. At any time, because, like, he's so fucking open with everything. But he's confessing to some of the worst shit imaginable. Yep. Where he's basically being like, you know... You know, if I said they were communists, then they were killed, whether they were or weren't. Yep. And in that moment, that little passing bit of dialogue, he's basically saying that, like, it didn't matter. No, it didn't, ma- it didn't matter to them. They. <sighs> and once again, when it's like, well, don't you, isn't that, you know, make you responsible? Well, no, no, no. I was just a newspaper guy. You know. Oh my God, it's so fucking infuriating. It is. That's the one thing about this document. It's infuriating. Like nobody will fucking, no one will fess up and act like they're wrong, except for like, it's not really a spoiler because it's real. I mean, you can like look this movie up and you'll get this. But it's like towards the end of the movie, they start reenacting the crimes and like what's interesting is they put Anwar in the seat of a victim yeah, of a. They of a communist. In, they put him in the garrote thing. Yeah, which they they do multiple things to him. Like they like beat him with a board or something like that. And um, but they put him around this in this like garrote type device, which essentially it's like almost like a pulley system that either just chokes people unconscious or just you know breaks everything in their fucking neck i don't know exactly possibly what possibly even, even decapitate you because it's a it's a wire yeah it's a wire and they put him in it and like the guy like he barely even like tugs on it he's like stop 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 you know no he essentially like he's he's scared mm-hmm. he's like i don't want to be in the situation and then they go you know a couple of days later after they do that scene they started. He's like, he's like, can you play that footage back for me? Mm. And he watches it back, and he's like, he's like, you know, I, I, I wonder if the people we did that to were scared as scared as I was in that moment. And the guy behind the camera, I don't know if it's actually, you know, 
Oppenheimer himself or somebody else is like they're probably more scared because you know they knew they were going to die you knew you were not going to and then from there on it just sends him down a fucking downward spiral Hmm. where he's literally dry heaving and like almost throwing up because in like crying and shit because of <laughs> yeah I think I feel like reality kind of set in maybe but I feel I still felt at the same time that like I don't feel like he truly still ever takes accountability I don't think it's accountability as much as it set in like oh maybe what we did wasn't the right thing I don't know because he talks about that before yeah. You know, there's moments in it where he's just like, you know, basically saying like, you know, you know, maybe we shouldn't have killed him and things like that. Even before that moment. Yeah. I think it's just like, I don't know. I feel like it's more about like he now he's going to get caught. Yeah. You know, he's not going to go to jail for it because like I said, the whole fucking government backs him. Yeah, the country they're backs made, him They're completely. made fucking men. Yeah. You know. There's another moment in, in the in this documentary too that like stuck to my bones very uh very firmly uh was uh they have a guy who is playing uh a victim in their movie yeah. and he's talking about well, like oh well you should add this moment in the movie like they're all talking about things they should do yeah and he's talking about his stepfather being <sighs> drug out of his house and murdered by the paramilitary groups and finding the body underneath a barrel and having to bury it with his grandfather because nobody would help him, right? Which is a horrible, disturbing story, but it's the way he tells it that makes it so haunting. Is He's telling it to him as though it's just this funny diatribe. Yeah. Like, well, this is what happened to me the other day. Let me, let me tell you, you're going to get a kick out of this, Simeon. Well, yeah, he delivers it like we would talk about a story that happened to us at our job. Yeah. On this podcast. And you tell it bothers him, though. Yeah, you can tell that like when he's talking about it, it's 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 tearing at him. Yeah, and and then later on, like when they're fucking torturing him in the uh, in the movie, you know he he has a full breakdown and like they're in the background just and this is why I don't believe even at the end that yeah. Anwar is truly changed. I don't think he's completely changed. I feel like I don't know because in this moment they're like, well, we could just kill him for real. Who cares? Yeah, and they're just torturing this poor guy, bullying yeah. the shit out of him. And oh God, there's another thing that sucked my bones too. It's when they burn a hut down, like they did in real life, and essentially have a bunch of people in their like like community be a part of it. And one of the the guys that the have, the heavier set dude is you referred to him as earlier. Well, I, I can't know his remember name, his name, yeah. so. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's like his daughter or something like that. He's like crying. And he's like, oh, you did a good job acting, but you gotta stop. You're embarrassing me. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my fucking God, do you not understand? No, that's the thing. And also, too, another reason why I just, I can't, I just can't believe this man has changed. And maybe yeah. that's, maybe that's wrong of me. Yeah. You know, maybe I should be like, oh, second chances kind of thing, right? But I can't. I don't know if you can give second chances to a group that committed genocide. Well, not just that, but it's like, they're such showmen. Oh my God, They yeah. can't turn it off. They're always nope. performing for the cameras always I, so i would not be surprised if at the end of that anwar is faking it doing what he thinks he wants him to do yeah maybe he was genuinely disturbed by it you know maybe he truly had a change of heart in that moment but i don't know i just don't know if i can believe it i mean how, how can you how can you believe it because it's one of the oh god 
it's it's so fucking complicated because it's like, oh, uh, what if he does feel that way? Yeah. What if he? What if that? Even if actually, he does, it, I don't think it changes what he did. No, fuck no. He, you know what I mean? Like, even if he does feel bad now, it doesn't change the fact that, you know, he killed a lot of fucking people for no yeah, reason. Yeah, they killed thousands of people, if not more. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, communist good, communist bad. That's not what we're talking no. about. We're talking about human lives. And a lot of these people who were murdered were just fucking extorted. Yeah, they were just, they were, oh, uh, I don't like this guy. He's a communist. Kill him. Yeah. This guy took my girlfriend. He's a communist. Yeah, no, this is not like... Because the newspaper got openly, uh, openly admits to that. Yeah. Being like, oh, it was my job to make them look guilty. Yeah. Make oh them look God. guilty. Yeah, make make them fucking look guilty. You know, not that they were guilty. Not prove them guilty. Make them look guilty. Make them look guilty so we can save face. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking disgusting yeah all the way around and like you're talking about like oh you know pro pro anti-communism if you want the fucking truth about us and how we feel about the matter if, if that's the what you, what you want we're not fucking pro communism capitalism <laughs> no fascism whatever we're none of that no because every single bit of that has fucking faults exactly i don't know the the documentary <sighs> it's shocking it's infuriating mm-hmm it's it's but at the same time like it's somehow it's you know epic and beautiful yeah it's kind of a magnum opus in a way you know yeah. like it's, it's a strange anomaly of a documentary that i would highly recommend anybody watching regardless of the subject matter yeah just because like it's it's a story that's i think important because it's definitely one that's not very well known yeah and not a lot of people know about the 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 communist genocide thing in uh, no. indonesia <sighs> Uh, which is it feels bad even saying that because I feel like when you say communist people's media are like well they're communists it's not what it was though you know what I mean this is completely different than that you know again regardless it's still a genocide of people Mm -hmm. people at the end of the day yeah that's what a lot of innocent people a lot of innocent people and like not not even like just that right it's like when the, the word genocide is even brought up your fucking red flag should be going off. Yeah. Regardless of what group of people it is. It's a fucking mass killing of yeah. people. It's fucked, man. It doesn't matter if they're... F- oh, God damn it. I don't know. Ugh. Anything else you want to say about active killing? Before we wrap this episode up? Before I go on some dumb diatribe that's going to cause people to get... Some people probably get mad at us. I probably should shut up. I was already starting to get mad at him. I was already starting to get mad at him. <laughs> He's saying dumb shit before. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I don't know. It's... It's a fucking masterpiece. It really is. Like it is. Like it's immensely entertaining and very yeah. watchable, while also being deeply disturbing and shocking. Did you watch the original cut or the director's? I cut? I watched the director's cut. Yeah, which is long. It's almost three hours, but it does not feel like it. It zooms by. Yeah, which is maybe the longest movie we watch for the podcast. It's up there. <laughs> I think it ha- like I think it has to be up there. Like the only thing I can think of, like off the top of my head, that was anywhere remotely this long is like fucking irreversible but it's like two hours what about uh holy mountain holy mountain's like two hours okay yeah it probably is the longest thing we've watched then well angel's melancholy oh damn it that one might be up there we always have to go back to this fucking con (laughs) (laughs) but i mean it's true though one one of these days we'll watch we'll watch philosophy or not (laughs) fuck me (laughs) fuck me (laughs) yeah no 
I don't know if I can do I it. I just shuddered in my boots thinking about that. Because <laughs> I've watched Philosophy of a Knife, and I know it's not very good. It's four hours. It's four hours of not very good shit. God damn it. God damn it, dude. I know. I don't know if I can do that either. Uh, I don't know if I can sit there for four hours. We'll have to probably eventually do it uh, one day. Mm. One of these days. But yeah. I think that's Disturbing Documentaries 3. I think it's, that's a wrap on that. I, Not very fun conversation. Hopefully it was entertaining to listen to. I don't know. I don't feel like it was. <sighs> yeah. Important well. shit. But not the easiest to talk about. No, not easy to talk about at all, especially for two dumbasses mm, who are tired and can't remember words the night. Yeah, this episode's gonna be fun. Yeah, should we go ahead and announce it, or are we gonna like hold off until we know for sure? Um, he told me he was down, so unless something happens in between, then which I, I don't want to give out anything. No, 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 absolutely not. But the the next episode is a complete tonal shift completely yes yes we're going from the worst of the worst when it comes to you know reality to what some people would say is the worst of the worst of film (laughs) that's for picture i wouldn't agree with that but (laughs) no i love this shit i think we also picked three bangers like i didn't realize what they were until just the other day when you mentioned me what they were and i was like oh yeah dude and also another thing too None of these movies are long at all. No, I think the longest is like 90 minutes. I don't know if it's that long. It's like on the money 90 minutes, I think. Yeah. I think think 555, well. Well. (laughs) 555 is uh, on the money like 90 minutes. Uh, So we are doing, with Herschel Gillis, Mm. again. Tentatively. Yeah, this is, again, cards have booked the change here. Yes, yes. Because... Again, from now personal until reasons. then, yeah, we'll just say that yeah. personal reasons. Yeah, personal reasons from that from then to now, anything anything can happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So tentatively speaking, it could be something else, but as of right now, yeah, which we'll be recording this pretty early, so you'll probably see us uh, posting a we're asking questions thing early. Yeah, so just be ready for that. Yeah. I guess <laughs> it is shot on video horror. Woo! And we are doing suffer little children. Come devil, devil come. come, come devil, come. come. And I'm, we're not talking about the one Spider Man brought up. Oh, <laughs> we're not talking about that one. I was like Spider Man. I don't remember him talking about that. That no, no, I really realized who you were talking <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. about. Uh, five 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 is John. Is John spoiled? <laughs> and uh, dude, the, five 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 has the best ending ever. get into that when we get into the episode <laughs> and the last one is by none other than a collaborator of an sov legend yes collaborator of the polonia brothers too <laughs> john mcbride's cannibal camp out that's right <laughs> and also not to brag on myself a little bit here not to toot my own horn but toot 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 <laughs> i think the poster for this week when y'all see, I think you're gonna fuck. I think you're all gonna love it. Yeah, uh, I love it. I fucking love the art. Like it took forever. John, John knows this. He sat in here for like the three, four hours to get yeah, it I done. Was playing session. Yeah, getting mad because I couldn't get a line. Yeah. <laughs> I can't hit this back. This backflip, not backflip. Backside <laughs> flip, nose grind. <laughs> backflip. Whoa, whoa. Um, 
But yeah, shot on video horror. I'm so glad we're doing something fun after this. And even if it, ha- if it has to get moved around, I- I- we're picking something fun. fun. We're not doing another one like this for a minute. Fuck that, yeah. Not for a minute, anyways. Um, if this is the last disturbing documentaries episode, <laughs> don't be shocked. Uh, it won't be. No. There's but. plenty of more documentaries out there, including one that was supposed to be a part of this episode, but we said fuck doing four of these. And this in week. reality, we probably should replace one of the really heavy ones. Yeah, with it. Because <laughs> at least... <laughs> That one has, you know, some fun to it. Yeah, Sick Life and Death of Bob Flanagan, mm. which has got some heavy shit in it, too. Oh, but. yeah, 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 when the guy was dying. Yeah. <laughs> but at least, like, he had an interesting, fun life. It's like, he was definitely into some weird shit, but he seemed like a lovely human being. Yeah, yeah. and he was a stand-up comedian, so. Yes, and yeah. he's really funny. Yeah, and we'll definitely, go that. we'll definitely cover that one day. Oh, yeah. But uh, shout-outs before we wrap this bitch up. Yes. Um. Oh, God, I just got... Snotty all of a sudden. He's snotty as shit, bro. Hang on. You can't blow your nose on air. Oh, god damn it. I'm going to die over here. Yeah, we'll have to get to this, then you can blow your nose. You oh. cannot blow your nose into the microphone. Microphone. <laughs> yeah, that'd be horrible. Um, I didn't even think about it until you said that. Thanks. <laughs> that was almost a travesty. <laughs> <laughs> Just, that would have been, been a nightmare for people. <laughs> Especially how bad my... <laughs> Nose blowing it. it sounds like a fucking elephant. It sounds like a trumpet. <laughs> sounds like Miles Davis over there, dude. <laughs> Blow your nose the whole ass John Coltrane concert. <laughs> Damn. Um, anyway, shout out uh, to let's start off with the boys. Da boys. That would be Herschel Gillis and Spooky Celluloid. Yes. And their collaborative effort that is the open casket. Yeah, which they are returning soon and I have a little bit of a have a little bit of inside information on what they're doing. Spoil it. No, I'm not gonna spoil it. Do it. No. Do it. No. Beat them to it. <laughs> Beat them to it. Fuck it. Give us the scoop. <laughs> I ain't giving no scoops. Damn it. I ain't no snitch. Damn it. Um it's gonna be fun. That's all I know. Shout out to uh Chris Severed and Severed yes. Cinema, the Bible of the Underground. One of the fucking nicest guys in the, in the whole fucking community, mm-hmm. in our opinion. Yeah, helps us out a lot. Yeah, he's he's the he's, a, he's the man. He's too kind to us. He's the go. <laughs> he is the he's the go. <laughs> he's too kind to us. To be honest with everybody, that's for big true. <laughs> that's for big true. Um, Jonathan Doe, absolutely. Uh, Get mean, ready. He's going to be dropping a really fucking cool documentary. He's working on two things right he now. He is. He's got two. One is about to drop, and one yeah. is you know in, in in the pre-production. Yeah, which is fucking insane. And sound like he's fucking Terry Hobbs' his ass. And oh my god, the timing of that was so fucking. I know, crazy. Right? Uh, but he's you know beneath the under. But was it beneath the disturbing movie iceberg yeah. or something like that? That's I'm excited as hell for that. Don't know exactly when it's coming out, but he's starting to tease it. So yeah. Excited to hell about that. Um, shout out to the Joe Bones podcast. Joe and Bones and Bones and Brews. Bones and Brews. Which I know they got uh, Rob Schneider. No. Yeah. Not Rob, Rob Schneider. Schmidt. Rob Schmidt. Not Rob Schneider. <laughs> it's Rob Schmidt. You can do it. <laughs> the director of Wrong Turn on Ooh. their newest episode. So that's fucking sick. Go check that out. Also, like... Uh, uh, not, not not to, uh, I guess, bury the lead a little bit here, but you might, you might be seeing... Old bones eventually. Not 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 just that, but speaking of bones, uh, his short film is in Symbolica's Volume Four, which is getting ready to drop. Or three, Volume Three. Never mind. I'm yeah, yeah Volume Three. I skipped one. <laughs> he skipped one. We went to four. Yeah. Um, dude, 
his short his short's fucking great. Yeah, we actually got a preview yeah. screening of it. And it's really fucking good, and you're gonna love it. Yes, which I I'm, like. I know he's going definitely going to be like, oh, I don't know if it's my, my my best work. No, it's fucking good. No, it's really it's fucking really good, fucking dude. Good, yeah. Uh, shout out to, to someone else who has a short film out there, and that's uh, Brandon Terry. Brandon Terry, yes, Deviant. Deviant, and he's working on a little something else that yes. we know about. That's going to be really fucking good. And follow his endeavors with the Morbid Horror Podcast. Absolutely. Come back, please. We miss your podcast. Yes, you're fucking great. <laughs> uh, show me something wrong. Oh, my fuck. Dude, Guy Pierce and fucking... Uh, oh, fuck, fuck. Dave, Dave Jackson. Dave Jackson, yeah. I'm terrible. But yeah, we're both tired. We're both tired, yeah. <laughs> Dave, fuck, fuck. I know it was Dave, and I couldn't remember the last name. Uh, fucking incredible podcast. I, fuck, I was listening to it on the way here. I've been binge listening to their shit. It's so good, dude. It's so good, yeah. And their format is so cool. Yeah, it it's is. Some, it makes me jealous. Like, damn, I wish I came up with that. Yeah. <laughs> but that was kind of our format originally. Sort of. It was a little different, though. It's kind of like you being like, oh, here's you're, this movie. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't seen this. Yeah. You haven't seen these. Uh, now I'm kind of more schooled, so. Yeah. Not more school than me, yo. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Parnica. Uh, of course, the chairman of YouTube. Yes. The 81 series is beginning. Go follow it. It's going to be fucking amazing. He's also covered almost every fucking movie at the Lucas Moodyson set, which I just purchased. Yeah. Because got, of him talking about it. That's what he got you to buy that box yeah. set. <laughs> like we were at Grindhouse, and it was the only thing I picked up one day. I was right. like, fuck it. I'm buying it. Like, I'm doing it. I'm, yeah, I was like, I'm doing it. Fuck it. Even though you're technically getting more movies than what you normally would. <laughs> By spending the exact same amount of money you normally would, I can't rationalize it in my brain. I know, though. I know. <laughs> it's like spend, you know, twenty dollars on a bunch of shit, or spend sixty or plus on one thing. Ooh, <laughs> oh god, I don't know if I can do that. Steven Grischuk, yes, Box Creep Films. Oh my god! I mean, we—you've heard us talk to him. Oh yeah, Color Space, Blood Red, and Vapor Green. I rewatched them before the podcast, and they fucking rule, man. Dude, they're so fun. They fucking rule. And I'm pretty, I think you said this earlier, but his stuff's, I'm pretty sure, still on sale. I think he's got a spring sale going on. Yeah. $5 off, I believe. Yes, be sure to pick pick yourself up some of his wonderful, wonderful stuff. And of course, we got guys like Lucky Seradian, Dead Vision Films. Oh my God, I fucking love what Lucky's doing right now. Swabian, anything is my jam right now. Dude. I, I even went and pre-ordered Hillbilly Holocaust because those boys are amazing. Dude, they're fucking... Frankie Frankie on Holocaust or something I'm like that? I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I'm going to try. Uh, I'm going to say shout out to someone we don't normally shout out, but I think we absolutely should because they're a big inspiration to us. 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast. Oh, yeah, but I don't think they... I, I never really think about shouting them out because I feel like they don't need our help. No, but... That, not great. that we're help or anything, but it's just like, you know. I don't, I, I, do they need to be shouted out? Type yeah, of thing? they're very, very well known. But yeah, that podcast fucking rules. They're fucking awesome. Uh, Moods is the man. I would like to talk to him one day, actually. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> M- Moods is. Yeah. <laughs> everyone needs to follow him on Letterboxd. Yes. His he, two word reviews are amazing. Like, honestly, him and. Mr. Parker may have two of the funniest letterboxes. It's like, Mr. Parker doesn't always write a review, but just go watch his, just go look at his intros reviews. Yeah. They're fucking hilarious. <laughs> Yo. Yo. Oh my God. Baby, baby. But, yeah, I love Moose I so love much. Moose <laughs> He's the best. Uh, more shout outs. Keep going. Uh, Brian Paulin. Oh, uh, yes. Everybody in the underground that's yes. anybody. 
Absolutely. Supported all uh, cult collectibles. Yeah. We don't shout him out enough because we play his bumper at the beginning of every episode. Yeah. But cult collectibles rules. He's the man. Oh, yeah. He's the fucking man. Go um, fucking get his shit. It's great. Uh, so fuck you, Instagram, for keep, keep trying to take your shit down all yeah, the time. Yeah, fuck you all. Stop. Fuckings. He's just trying to make money, man. Yeah. He's trying to make money doing what he loves. Fuck, fucking leave him alone. Yeah. I'm sure there's someone we're leaving out. And if it is, we apologize. But follow. Well, like we always say, follow somebody and then look who they're following and follow mm-hmm. them. That's how you find cool people. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm old. Kind of gotta take a shit. Oh, uh, I'm glad everyone had to know that. Yeah. So. uh Having said all that, I'm John. I'm Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick on cinema. 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 This episode wasn't very fun at all. No, no, it really wasn't. I'm starting to think this was a mistake. (laughs) I mean, I knew that before. I'll tell you what's not a mistake. What's that? Kentucky Fried Coochie. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, look, I got that Kentucky Fried Coochie. Oh, look at it. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs>